What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 235 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. So, Greg Sis Miller, as they call him. <laughs> they call me what now? Sir Greg Sis Miller. I feel like you said 235, 236, what was it? I said 235. 235, right? Keeping you the feel, numbers. I, I still feel like more often than not, you introduce me, and I start talking over you somehow. And I don't know how that's possible. I feel like it I, happens a lot. Right? I don't think that's true. Well, I'm just saying we don't have a vibe. I don't know how this business is lasting this long. <laughs> 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 it's all here as well. You know him from Fran Fridays over on twitch.tv slash FM3 underscore baby. Thank you for the support, um, everybody. Yeah, wow. Thank you so much. Looking Epic great today. John Barbados or Varvados? Bar. Varvados. Varvados. Yeah. Yeah. Barbados is like a country. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. So we're recording <laughs> this wrong. episode... Out of time order, yeah. out of chronological order today, Andrea will be here um, because the the embargo is now up for control. control. Greg's going to give his review, his proper review. I saw you had notes, you had real notes. I did, yeah. Well, I want to make sure I'm delivering a I review of control. People today. talked about it before. Um, so, Patreon listeners that are now coming to the public for the first time, welcome. Welcome. Thanks welcome for watching over our Patreon.com/slash-kindofunnygames. Um, but Barrett is here because oh, he's hey. played a little bit of um, Control, so you'll be part of this conversation. And then Andrew is going to join us later. You know yeah. how we love to do this? We love to play with timelines. Mm -hmm. Here's mm -hmm. what I'd like to throw out right now. <laughs> Please do, that Greg. Already makes sense for about 45 to 50 minutes if you're listening live. Uh, I got an email back. Blair Witch is an original story inspired by the Blair Witch Cinematic Universe. It's not like in there. It's inspired by it. So there you go. Okay. When, you, when we get there and they ask me, is it in the movie universe? And I'm like, I think it's not, but it might Just be. Just rewind. Know. There you there go. Mark the time. There you go. There we go. But yeah, this is the Gamescast. You know. Every week we get together to talk about video games, all the things that we love about them. You can go to patreon.com slash games to get the show early, to get the show ad-free, to watch live, to get the pre-show, to get the post-show. So much content. To support wow. us. Exactly. Just support us. All that mm -hmm. stuff. You can also support us for free by going to youtube.com slash games or roosterteeth.com to watch the videos. Um, and this is also a podcast. Wow. Wow. Those ear holes, you Wherever you want to get wow. it, you With can our get voices. it. Um, just search for Kind of Funny Games Cast on your favorite podcast service. Um, we are sponsored today by Movement and For Hymns, but we'll talk to you about that later because I want to tell you about our Patreon producers, Tom Bach and James Hastings. I love them both. Thank love you. Them. Tom Bach out in uh, Bachelor in Paradise Land. He's oh. where, they're shoot, they're where they shoot Bachelor in Paradise. Oh. But they're not Saturday shooting it right now. He's a no, part of no, it. I thought you were saying mm. he was a bachelor. No, 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 no. He's out there with his kids. and Yeah, family. he's a very happy family man. Yeah, very okay. happy family man. Um, but no, we're going to talk about Control. That's Greg. right. Ladies and gentlemen, I've beaten Control. Whoa. You're, you're out of control, Greg. I'm out of control, Tim. Oh. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I assume you understand Control. I've been talking about it for a while. It's one of my most anticipated games of uh, this year falls. We get started. It's the newest game from Remedy. You remember them, I'm sure, from Alan Wake. Of course, the original Max Payne. Uh, of course, Quantum Break, which was the one where people weren't with them. <laughs> That's where people are like, I don't know if I can follow you on that yeah. one. Uh, the game that came to Xbox had Iceman in it and uh, it had a whole bunch of, you're watching TV, but you're also playing a game, right? Remember, that was the big hook to it. Yeah. Definitely a game inspired by what Xbox One was going to be, not what it became. So anyways, uh, Control's their new one. Third person action game, uh, action adventure. It's sci-fi. It is X-Files meets Twin Peaks. Um, it is it is a lot of Quantum Break still too, I think, in terms of what I liked about Quantum Break. I enjoyed Quantum Break. Uh, it's a game that is very interesting. It is a game <laughs> that I am still not lost on, but I, I, re I really like it. I don't think I love it, but I really like it. And, hmm. and I say that 
very excited to go home tonight and play more of Control. So there's a good chance, I guess, I do love it, but there's a bunch of things that hold it back in interesting well, so ways. So let me, let me cut you off real quick. Please do. So you're saying you really like it, not sure if you love it, but maybe you do. Like, you're using these terms you're like that you would say favorite, right? Is it good? Is it really good? It's a good game, yes. Okay. Is it a great game? That's where I think we get caught up in the minutia of what we're doing. How compressed was your playtime? Uh, great question, Fran. Yeah, weeks or days? Oh, no, no. It's, it was days. Well, uh, this happens a lot, so I think that's a notable caveat, because I've been where you're at, maybe, which is like you just played so much so fast. It's yeah. the pre-review. It's not out. You're still digesting some of that. Yeah, maybe that's what's going on. 100%. So. I, I like it a lot, though, and I'm excited to talk it out with you guys, because I think there's a lot of pros. There's a lot of cons. There's a lot of different I'm stuff excited. happening on here. Um, to start at and set the tone for it, right, and I will get into this, I think, more as we go. What strikes me about Control in a lot of interesting ways is it feels like a game, a modern, it's a modern take of a PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 3 game. You know what I mean? If that makes mm. sense, right? And it's beautiful, I think. You know what I mean? They did a whole bunch of great mocap here. They've, you know, the uh, you're, you play as Jesse Faden. You're the new director of the, the Federal Bureau of Control. She's played by Co- Courtney Hope, who you might know, it turns out, is from soap operas. She's like, I think, on Bold and Beautiful. Like, she's like, all right. Thing. Yeah, exactly. There you go. She does a great job portraying this character. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different people you talk to where obviously their facial animations have been driven home to really make you immersed in this. It does a similar thing where it does, you walk into different uh, parts of the Federal Bureau of Control. You're in the oldest house, which is like their morphing crazy office building that's huge. And like the whole deal here, right, of course, if you haven't paid attention is the Federal Bureau of Control is set up uh, by the government to pay attention to supernatural phenomenon and investigate. Basically, we they're aware that there is another universe. There's a parallel dimension. And Ghostbusters. They're doing that. Eh, you know, come on now. Ghostbusters is a little more blue collar, right? This is a government gig. Got and it. It, is, it is a secret one. Jesse's been searching for them her whole life. Finally finds them and then through happenstance immediately becomes the director of it, right? Which gives her... A number of different things. Most importantly, I think it's the uh, when you're the director, you get the gun. Uh, they call it the service weapon. Uh, one of the big things about this game, right, is it's third person action. Like I said, what they did in a very interesting, cool way, I think, is that the service weapon is your one gun. You only have the service weapon and you only have your abilities. The thing about the service weapon is that it it's a gun like everything else that's all supernatural and crazy that can morph into different things. So you start with it just having it as a pistol, but then through the RPG mechanics of the game and how you want to invest the resources you're finding, you can unlock a secondary fire or a secondary mode of shotgun. And this isn't going to be secondary, I guess. You can get the sniper. You can get the shotgun. You can do all these different things mm-hmm. that you have two weapon slots that you can you put in there. Then they each have their own weapon mods. Weapon mods themselves have different levels. So as you're going, you're mm-hmm. finding them. You can only hold so many weapon mods. So you're going in there. You're deconstructing the ones you're not using or the ones you're not using for a certain gun. On top of the gun stuff, you are getting abilities, right? Again, you are the director, and I know that doesn't make any sense to anybody right now. No. But to be the director, you are <laughs> basically a special kind of person, right? People are, con- they've been, as you go through this, you'll find that they've been trying to, ident- the director's job is to identify other people who could be directors. Like it's a, it's a, not a gig as much as it is like you're born for this job. And so Jesse has the ability then to run into these um, objects of power, which she can then basically um, exercise, if you will then take on some of their abilities. So this is where she gets the special abilities. She gets the ability to hover, 
but it's all, it's more like flight because you can jump off and get a lot of distance yeah. and then you slowly come down over time. It's like Peter Pan flying a little exactly. bit. Exactly, 100%. When yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. it, I was like, it's a little Peter Pan. Yeah, 100%. Wires. So you have that. You have a, a, t- a telekinesis blast uh, that they call melee. Uh, you can evade, like do like, you know, like little shoot, shoots around like that. Uh, you can seize, take over people, like, to, you know, use enemies you've uh, worn down over time to fight for your side. But most importantly, I think, is launch where it is you telekinetically grab the fan and you hold the fan and then you fire the you launch the fan at enemies and use it as an attack you'll also use it in a lot of the puzzle solving stuff so gun you have to choose the two you want on your loadout right you can change your loadout anytime you can go into your menu and switch the gun if what i would find later on in the game is like man i'm really getting my ass handed to me here i'm gonna go in and change the personal mods i have which are you know more health or less launch cost to my energy or more energy so i can do more of the telekinesis stuff uh change that out for this fight or change which weapon i'm using for this fight so there's a lot of customization in there there's a lot of strategy when you go into a fight yeah exactly it is never i feel overwhelming which is great about it and that's the thing about control is i think the gameplay is awesome it is satisfying it is addictive it is like i'm telling you right now like I beat the game. I think it ends a bit flatly in terms of the main story, but I want to go do all the side missions. How long? Uh, I, it's always hard, right? I don't do the stopwatch anymore like I used to at IGN. I'm saying probably on the underside of 10 hours, I think, to get through the main campaign. Oh, wow. Because it's not bad. Oh, and again, control's so weird and so great. And so, <laughs> but it's the thing about it is it limits itself and tests you in interesting ways that when I talk when I ran into them I immediately wanted to use them as negatives but the more I think about it right and stew on it the more I think they might be positives to the game remedy gave you so stick with me all right the game is fucking weird right is you've already set up there's another universe the, the what ha- happened is when you get there the the bureau's on lockdown you're the last person in then everything's locked down because the hiss have invaded who are these like red they're like they've possessed people they're red uh, eyed monsters that are trying to kill you they're still using guns there's different versions that'll eventually show up that are like they're flying there's ones that'll run at you and explode there'll be giant ones there's this weird ball that'll just chase you and suck you dry all sorts of weird monsters are in the fucking game you're running around you're fighting them when you go into these different worlds and or different uh, rooms of the oldest house, it morphs and it, every every like different sector has a different vibe to it, yeah. right? Uh, and sometimes like you'll go in and like there's a reoccurring thing of again the director, the old director who's dead, who you got there and you found dead and you picked up his weapon, right? Like he's still communicating with you from the other side and there's this weird red bat phone right that like people from the (laughs) other side are using to talk to you and there's this weird language only you can understand when you go to the astral plane and like all this crazy cool shit and they use the like ability of going to the astral plane where you get the new ability and you try it out and you fight the other things right uh a a lot and one of the things they set up is this weird uh motel uh interstitial where you'll pull a light switch three times very specifically to get where you see where you need to go but you can't get there you pull this light switch in very predetermined spaces you go to the hotel and you're in this hotel and sometimes people will be trying to get in the outside and like oh they're closed honey and yeah and then you have to do things inside the hotel to get the key to open the door to go to where you need to be right and it's like wow that's really cool and then they do it over and over again and i and i talked about it being like twin peaks right or uh being like x files I wanted them to push this stuff so much further. I wanted more Arkham Asylum Scarecrow. You know what I mean? Yeah, where they get weird and unexpected. Yeah, super yeah, yeah, weird yeah. when you go and stuff. And they do little drops of that. The, the first motel, you're like, what the fuck's happening, mm. right? And there's these little tastes of it, right? But then it's like the last fourth of the game, 
all of a sudden, like there's literally a moment, no spoilers at all, but like where Jesse goes, all right, let's do this. And it launched, I was telling you about it. It launches into this thing and it does this fuck. I, as soon as the thing ended, I video screen capped. I meant to bring it in today to show you. I didn't, I screen, (laughs) I I saved the video on my PlayStation because I was like, that could have gone cringe and it didn't. It went, this This is is fucking awesome. awesome." And they do a few more moments of that where I was like, I remember it ending and being like, that was so cool. Why wasn't there more of that in the game? But then I had this conversation with myself of like, did I need it? Because that moment was awesome. And the build I, was the build up to the, it worth and it? And it wasn't like I played 40 hours of this game right. to get there, right? Yeah. I had this steady crawl of, again, weird shit happening. Right. Weird monsters and weird rooms and mold and all sorts of crazy creatures to fight. Like, it just, it was, I, I feel like your expectations are set for what you do in the beginning. And then you get to this thing and it was like, this is such a great payoff to all this. Hmm. And so at first I was like, I wanted more of that throughout the game. And then the more I reflect on it, the more I'm like, no, that was perfect. That's yeah. the way that should have been, right? Because hmm. they do, a, like, there's this weird janitor and, you know, there's more to him and one of his quests and everything. It's like, this is fucking rad in oh, terms of how we're doing this, right? And then in the same way, it speaks to the combat of control, I think, too, where, and this is where I think I, it, it stems to, like, I was talking about it, like, it feels like a game out of time in some ways or a, a modern take on an older game, right? Mm-hmm. A PlayStation 2, That's PlayStation 3 game. It's still reflecting. We're, we're com- I have a whole list of okay. journey to get you there, right? But it is this idea of I'm playing and I'm playing and I'm playing. I'm doing the third person shooting. It feels a lot like, you know, infamous in a way, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like I'm holding my hand up the entire time or out and I'm thing and I'm firing things at people and then I'm shooting and I'm what the more they start adding in the abilities and I start upgrading, the more I'm using them in different ways, right? Where yeah, I'm 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 now levitating and fighting in the air. Uh, I'm avoiding enemies. Uh, I've powered up the levitation now, so I can ground pound with it and use that to really fuck people up. And in a great way, it's not even a straight down ground pound. You can aim it now. So when I'm flying, huh. there's like this white circle you'll see, like a shadow, oh, and you cool. can totally be like, oh, there, boom, dive bomb, and you just come in and crush the dudes. It's like, oh, that's awesome. Anyway, so having a great time playing it, and then it would be out of the blue, just fucking bam, like holy shit, this guy, this end of this mission is kicking my ass. I'm getting owned. And it happened to me twice where I was just like, all right, cool. I guess I've run out of this. This I'm at the end of this mission line or whatever, but I'm just getting owned by these two people. So I guess I'm going to go do some. Uh, and it's not, it's, it's, yes, I'm going to go do it's side missions, right? Okay. I'm going to go do side missions, but there's no leveling system. You don't see like a bar filling in for her for the most part. What happens is when you complete missions, any side missions or other missions, you get ability points that you then put into your ability tree, right? To upgrade the uh, all the telekinetic abilities you're using. I had not been ignoring side missions, but they, we'll get to that in the con section of how they hand them out. They hand them out in a weird way. So I just was doing the mission. Then I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go do that. Went and did that for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, right? Then came back and just beat the shit out of these things that have been owning me. Huh. And it wasn't my normal reaction of like, oh man, the leveling system's broken or this, that, it was just like, that felt awesome. Hmm. Like that felt awesome. Cause now I was like in there with these the enemies that were more powerful than me before, but now I had more power in my skills to actually fight them in a better way. And it was that challenge I wanted that I didn't know I wanted. They, mm-hmm. g- they gave me that without me having to sit there and go like, that's what I need out of this game. I, Cause I was never bored with the combat. Even the way they do it for the most part is it's a numbers game of a lot of guys are coming at you. And so you're strafing, you're moving, you're killing that guy, you're running through them to get the points off them. They also give you the upgrades you need or for your mods or whatever. And then they'll give you a heavy in there. You know, they'll mix it in with, well, these guys have shields, so you have to TK blast them with something to then Mm -hmm. shoot them. These guys are flying, so you have to wait for the right moment to TK blast them, take their shield down, and then get up there and do it. It sounds a lot like, uh, to to bring it back, like 
Arkham Knight when they get very complicated with the different yeah. enemy yeah. types Great and stuff. Point. And weirdly enough, when Shield you're talking dude, baton dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and also the weirdly enough, like kind of the end game of uh, Ratchet and Clank, like the last couple hours of the remake, sure. where you're doing a lot of like abilities at once and like trying to figure it all out. Yeah, sounds fucking dope. So it's. All that's great, right? And so then to move into why I'm still like in this weird spot about it, right, is I think driving back towards what I'm talking about with this mashup where I had performance issues on my PlayStation 4 Pro. So you're playing on PS4 Pro. Right. Was this the first game you played on your fancy new TV? Right. But I got the brand new 4K HDR TV, right? Game's beautiful. You were playing in 4K? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm pl- well yeah, because the game runs in 4K. It doesn't run at 60. I'm not this guy, so it actually... Is, yeah, it, is, it is 4K. Okay. does not run at 60, but it is at least 30. Long. But mm. in other words, it runs at 4K, though? Yes. Yeah, but meaning if you were playing 4K... On PS4 Pro and If you're going to talk about performance, I mean, that, that could be very Well, here's my thing, right? Because and it's... I think it's something that'll get it dinged in the real reviews, like where people are scoring and looking to actually come down to a numbered score with it. The performance dips I was seeing on the PlayStation 4 Pro, because I played it on a regular PlayStation as well, because that's oh, okay. what I packed to take to Toronto. Obviously, on the regular PlayStation, like having a lot of time with hard time with textures, where I was like, I can't read signs. They're not popping up the way they should be kind of thing. Whereas on oh, Pro... Like Division did that, actually. Exactly. Just Pro wasn't I, loading them in. Pro, I didn't have that problem. It was fine. However, on either system, Pro especially, though, I can force it to stutter and run like shit whenever I want to. Because when you pause the game... You when you come out of pause and you start moving, that's when it's like because it's like the game's like it's memory spinning uh, its wheels to catch up to you, which is really bizarre that it's like that. However, once you get through that and you get going, it doesn't happen. Like mm, it's only when uh, I would pause and come out of the pause that it would be like a pain in the ass. Yeah, super. It's bizarre. almost like a bug, like it's a memory bug. And I am playing with the day one patch, as I was told. This is I have the day one patch. I've installed the day one patch. Uh, this is still the issue. Again, this is the issue I'm seeing. Coming out of a pause menu, so it doesn't really matter that much. This is, I'm not even talking about the menu to go in and change out your skills. Yeah, weapons. I was wondering, are you changing it? This oh, is straight up, I'm pausing the game and coming out of the pause, right? Because I'm deal. texting or you know, answering an email or whatever, yeah. coming out, and that's where I was seeing it. Um, Story wise, I think it misses the mark, and that's weird because it is this game, this game of mystery and what's going to happen and where is this? And I don't want to get into it because obviously I don't want to spoil it, but I was waiting for that moment of kicking it up a notch of like oh we're gonna and it never really happened it's Mm. like the story that they're telling you is the story then there's one moment of like who can you trust kind of thing and then it just goes and then it's over and then it's like there's more to play and i'm still doing stuff i'm still finding side missions they've hidden all that stuff in there and maybe there's more to it that way but in terms of what gets to the credits to roll right that i wasn't like when it actually rolled i was like oh that was kind of an interesting flat way to end it and here's where we get into what i'm talking about of it feeling like a game out of time all right number one it's got really bad signposting. It's and it's not even this game doesn't hold your hand. It's like this game doesn't hold your hand, and it's not because I think it's trying to be especially challenging or something to that effect. It's and it'll frustrate you. Like the ma- the the oldest house, this you know beautiful building you're going that's like you know stone and concrete and like planters here and there, is multiple levels. But the map you see when you hit the D pad right is strictly an overhead map. So like when you're looking at it and you're like I need oh man I need the only, you, as you go you unlock control points right which are then fast travel points to shoot you all around the map which are super nice but it's also where you go to oh I got I just finished this mission I got four new ability points let's go there let's put them in my system that way right you the amount of times I was like let's oh man I got new points let's go and I would open the map and go all right it's over there and I'd run and be like oh this is a fucking dead end okay I guess it's a it's a down okay so I'm gonna double back and then go downstairs and try to find it and it was like 
this is annoying. This isn't this isn't fun. And then it was also the thing of there's no mini map. There's no arrow on your screen. Again, I think they want it to be, you know, uh, uh, beautiful and not have you like inundated yeah, with a HUD. HUD-less. They yeah. want to have you like be immersed. In but your, it's the, the problem uh, of, okay, cool. So I, you can open with the D-pad, you open the map and it takes over your whole screen. You can still move around. Hmm. But then it's also the thing of like, all right, cool. Wait, so I'm I'm here and I've opened it. And I, okay, so I'm the red triangle and I'm pointing forward. So when I come out of here, I got to go right and I got to go and I come out and the amount of times I would immediately go the wrong way and like, oh, read that wrong. Fuck. Open it again. Turn it around. Shit. Go that way. Do this. I've only experienced that twice and I've already like had that frustration that yeah. you're talking about where, yeah, you see like the weird kind of like different levels and layering of how each room is designed. Yeah. Like maybe if you're on the same level, but this floor is like a little higher than this. And yeah, it's not a great way to, uh, to show off like what the exact routes are. And hmm. it's yeah. Even after like, just like opening the map like two or three times, I was like, Oh, this is going to suck. Yeah. And it's, it's again, it doesn't break the experience or anything, but it's a frustration point that I, we're f- so far beyond. I feel in most games, right? right? I can't remember last time I was like, I am having trouble reading this map and yeah. figuring out where to go. So does that go back to the, this feels yes. very PS2, PS3? Yeah, 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 exactly. And in the same way of then, like I'm looking at the map and I'm, I've taken a side mission. It's do all these multiple things, you know, go uh, take down these like possessed objects, right? And I'm down to the last one, and I see it on the map with the little gold uh, diamond for where it is, but it's the thing of, I can't get there. And and it becomes that question, can I not get there because I'm too stupid right now to figure it out? Can I not get there because another mission's going to open it up eventually? Mm. Uh, You know, there's, it's got question marks for where it is, so I, I haven't been in there, but the place next to it's gray. So doesn't that mean, well, that's black, it like... It's not just such a weird yeah. thing of like, shit, am I fucking this up or not? And I, I kept trying. I'd, I'd try for a little bit and go away. I'd try for a little bit and go away. Then I, you know, I ran into a different side mission the other day and came down and like, oh, now not that one at all. But the other thing across the way that had question marks on it, that door's open. Hmm. So it's just that thing of like, am I just going to run into a side mission that opens that section? But that's weird because this side mission is telling me to go there already. Am I fucking it up or am I not fucking it up? And that's one of their things, you know, for most games, uh, not most games, a lot of games we review you get a reviewer's guide, right? That is notes from the development team, tips on how to play the game, right? Blah, 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 blah. And one of the things they've put in there that I don't think is necessarily the right choice is the fact that like side missions are hard to find in here. You're going to have to search around and do and like look around. And I'm like, I get why you'd want to do that. You'd want it to be rewarding that you've stumbled into this cool thing or whatever. But like literally I uh, DM'd one of the developers and then in the reviewer's guide, it was the same thing where I DM'd a question about like, I keep seeing this stuff Am I wrong? And like, no, no, do this, and then you got to go down. And then even the reviewer's guide was like, you got blah blah. blah you're gonna have to go. And it's like, if you're having to sign post, post us that much as reviewers, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not a great way to do it for the fans. Let alone like, I was playing, and even before I got to the point where, all right, cool, I'm mashed up, and I need to grind out side missions. I, a few would pop here and there. They do a cool thing, and they're similar, like, uh, I would say like division events or whatever, or like any MMO or game as a service of like. You're playing and all of a sudden it's like bureau alert. Like you have 20 minutes to go here and fight these number of creatures or go here and do that thing. And it's like they're I don't know if they're random random, but like there's I'm not queuing them. I'm playing and then I get the alert and I'm like, oh, that's a cool reason to keep me coming back. And then also keep you something else to do. Right. When you're playing the game, you're on your mission and then get distracted by the shiny object and go do it. These ones I did find as I was playing the game uh, initially so difficult that like I just stopped taking them. I'm like, I'll come back when I'm powered up because every time I go, oh, I'm losing and, I, and I'm not losing the normal fights. I'm just losing these things and game content. I digress. It's 
running through trying to do all this stuff and then I went back to the janitor's office, right? Hours after meeting him for the first time and doing whatever his first quest was, not understanding. I walked through the door and then there was like five different side missions on his bulletin board. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know I was supposed to come back here, right? And then it's the same thing where the reviewer's guide is like, make sure you check back at the central office too. And I went back there and there's like, oh, there's a red triangle above this person's head to give me a mission. It's like, the game isn't signposting me well enough, I feel, to be like, hey, heads up everybody. Like, you want to double back and do this. You there's going to be so much more for you to find if you go and explore and do this. If you're looking specifically for this, now granted, I'm reviewing this game in a time where I guess I could go. You know, there's a Facebook reviewers page that's private, but like I can't Google, I can't look it up, I can't find like the IGN, the ten things we wish we would have known about playing Control beforehand. I'm yeah, sure you shouldn't have to though. Anyway, sure, but there's yeah. always that argument too of especially a game that's a game that feels like it's from a different time period of you. We want you to talk. We want you sharing information on Twitter and look at this cool thing I found. How did you get that outfit? Yeah, like, but this sounds less secretive or I hear cool. You. I agree. No, no, as I agree. much as, hey, you should head back to the main office. I would, I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I would yeah. agree with like how they, um, how they roll those out to you if it didn't feel so integral to help you get through the the main story. Yeah, like you were saying, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you were having difficulty. Do, uh, fighting this boss and then you actually had to go through and go out and find side missions to help you pick certain like abilities and whatnot that helps yeah. you eventually so yeah the fact that I like the idea of like these like things that you actually have to go out and search for but the fact that they're more integral to actually being able to beat the game is I can see being frustrating yeah can can you clear this up for me? Because after all that, and it, it was very well described. Oh, I'm not way, done yet. But I've seen so much trailers and gameplay. I got the impression it was like room to room that you go in rooms and you beat a room and you go to the next room and like I don't know a lot about so, you know control sure. and if it's open world or not. So is it? Do you actually go through you know an open world or are you loading you're into in, these rooms? You're in like, the oldest house the entire time. So it's right. not, but the old, oldest house is, map you it's go, huge, and there's around. multiple sections. You like when you're hallways, you, yes. So you're okay. constantly in control. You're not being, it is like, eh, where do you want to go? It is very much like, cool, your mission is now, you're in the central hall, but you need to go to the research hall, and the first time you do it, you f go through an elevator and you get there, but from there on out, once you clear the checkpoints, you can fast travel between them all and get all over the place. And when you get into combat, though, in other words, does it happen, so to speak, in the hallways, or is it in like these rooms and maybe I'm talking about something different but I, I just feel like I've only seen these rooms and they're all different themes and I feel like you had to beat a room you in do other words is it more linear you keep moving forward and beating things and well then you what, get it, to the what end, it inevitably is, it is right is like it, it's in it's not an open world but it's an open world building where you can go you okay. can go where you want to go but it is the thing of there's doors that are going to be locked and there's security clearance cards you need. So if you're only a level four, you can't open that level six door. You'll have to double but back it, when you have but it. There, are there enemies just floating around in the yes. house? Okay. You'll walk in and they'll pop in usually. But it's not necessarily a stage room. You sometimes just Sometimes it, it is. Okay. That's, sometimes it's, it's one of those things. Like definitely for story quests, you're going to walk into places and it is going to be like, poof, oh, right. all right, cool. Uncharted this is style. This, yeah, yeah. This is, a, this is um, an arena that I got to take everybody out to, that's good to get the door open over there to go through and do the next thing. Earlier you were okay. saying there was a hotel. Yeah. So was the hotel in the building? Yeah, well, it's more like again, it's you know, it's this, all this, this is a thing like of a weird, mind, yeah, right? Yeah, like, you know, you're, you're clearing out of the dimensions and doing the different things, and the director is leading you around, and it's it's not in the building, it's in the astral plane because mm -hmm. it's that way to connect you over to the thing and to get your powers or whatever other thing it needs to be. Yeah, I had another question. Yeah, they, they talked a lot about at Remedy, they kept sort of talking about how this was a very agile development, a very short 
quick development for them. I got the impression instead of it taking, you know, five years, it, it took a few or something. And mm -hmm. did you get that sort of impression at all? Did they talk about that? Um, likewise, is it a full price game? Do you know? I know that it was provided to you, but um, it is full price. Yeah. 60 oh, yeah. is a 60 dollar game. But I got the impression Which it was it like, it's a, I mean, it's, it's a robust. I've yeah. heard somebody was talking to me recently. I forget who, maybe it might've been Andrea. We were having a conversation about how she's seen, uh, I heard that they were trying to pitch it as more of an indie game. You know I mean? It's five Oh five publishing it, which isn't the normal thing, right? Like yeah. uh, remedy. That's not remedy's ever worked with them before, mm -hmm. but it is this idea of like, it's a smaller experience, right? Again, I think 10 hours uh, underside or overside, maybe a more overside for sure. If you want to do everything, which I do like it's, a contained experience, right? You're going to get the story. You're going to get through. You're going to do it. I th it's an easy platinum. Like I need to go through. I mean, it's going to be very easy to pl platinum mobile. What you're describing though, to me sounds like this would be a great $40 game. Mm -hmm. Like what do you think makes it worth that extra 20? I mean, I think it's production value. I mean, well, it's how do you, what do you want to do with your money? Obviously, yeah, but it's yeah, production it's value. Fun. It's the, the gameplay. I think moment to moment is a lot of fun. It's frustrating with, you know, the, uh, uh, maps or whatever. Uh, I think it, it does a lot of cool stuff. It looks really pretty. It, it does have those bells and whistles. It does. I mean, it nails its tone, right? It nails its setting. Like I, I think the oldest house does have a vibe to it there. You know, there's tons of collectibles in there. There's tons of uh, audio logs. There's tons of paperwork. There's tons of videos. Like I'm saying, like you do walk in and there's like one scientist who's like kind of giving you like the tour. Then obviously he goes on. He's getting more and more detailed into what the hell's going on and why stuff's happening. Like there's a lot of love into this game. There's a lot of TLC in this game. And yeah, maybe sticking on that word agile for a bit. I got the impression that you could beat these moments in different ways and the builds maybe. So did you get that feeling of like, I could have approached this differently 100%. quite a few different ways? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause that, and, that's what I'm sort of thinking most about. It. That's what I like. Uh, another thing they do in terms of, you know, replaying it or continuing to play it is the idea that some of the, you, when you go back to the control points, they have uh, I think they're called uh, uh, whatever. There's a, there's a bunch of like, mini missions they assign there mm -hmm. that you can use to get different mods and so it is like cool kill this many people with your uh shield blast which i haven't even unlocked yet because uh. i i was like the way i'm gonna play this is the launching ability i want jacked up to all hell i want to fucking crush people <laughs> with that and then just the regular gun the regular like pistol gun i want doing as pistol. much damage i want doing as much things so i was breaking down my mods to make better mods in that vein and i was uh you know pouring all my points into making launch awesome and then when i was done with that i put it all into levitation and so now i'm playing through more and it's like as you go down the tree you unlock the side abilities mm -hmm. where it is like okay yeah you, you know you're you can It'll be faster to uh, take people over and have them fight on your side, but then you start getting the side abilities of like, okay, you can do more people. You can take over multiple people now instead of just the one person. Mm, and so yeah. there's that ability of like, yeah, I do think, I don't think it's like night and day, but it is definitely going to be that you're going to talk to your friends, like a group of five, and they're all going to have a different way they approached it. And, yeah. the, and like, I'm just such a basic bitch when it comes to weapons usually, right? Like, I didn't, I did not fuck around really with any of the other guns. Now I am because there's, uh, you know, a trophy tied to going through and doing the mini missions, which are like, you know, go to this area, kill this many enemies with the shatter or the specific mm -hmm. thing or kill these specific kind of enemies with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I, I was also let, real. The last thing on that was sure. I was left with the impression that I could go back and put one of these, I don't know if it's a mission or event on hard or harder mode. Is that something? In other words, I, I was left with some impression. Maybe there's an end game that I can go in, change my builds, try to figure out how am I going to beat this? Cause this is so hard, but I get, maybe I misunderstood. Well, the stuff you're doing in the end game and some of those side missions is so hard. Like having beaten the game, having gone back and climbed out those things. I last night 
We're like, yeah, I'm, I'm the fucking man. Let's go mm-hmm. do this side. And I went in there and I was like, I am not strong enough to fight this thing. I do not have the right idea how to fight it. I need to think it up. And I think it is that, you know, I need to, which I didn't at all. Like you have the shield ability where you put out the TK and suck in all the stuff and you can hold up a shield. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't upgrade that past the first one. So now it's like, I think I need to get that more jacked up and then get unlock the ability to sh- shoot the shit back out. Like when it finally overheats or whatever. And to level up, you do just more side, side missions. missions. Yeah, when you do when apparently you, a lot of side when missions you complete the missions. Yeah, you're unlocking the uh, ability points to put into those trees. And the random events they give you. Random events are the ones that are giving you m- like materials to make better mods or the mod themselves. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, it's just interesting of only playing like the first hour and how much you've talked about how very like RPG like the this game is yeah. of, like the the presentation that they have of upgrading abilities and weapons and all that stuff and how they kind of rarely present that in like the yeah. first like bit that I've played so I'm interested to see signposting man again I think it's yeah. that thing of like it is this one I think is easier because we've all done this right they're right their weird map and how to unlock the side missions is their own ball of wax but <laughs> we've all had weapons or in w- games where we're upgrading we've all had abilities where we're upgrading and right. i think as you start uh you know exercising those uh objects of power and you get those new abilities that's when you have multiple things like oh i mm. see i see how this works okay. and you start really what do i like and how do i want to invest in it and you said it, it didn't feel like daunting at all like when they started like adding on to like, no and, um, and, okay. and, 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 but again it's that thing too of those you unlock them through side missions right. and i you understand that I think early enough on, but again, I would prefer it to be. I think maybe a couple more of them should have been mainlined. Of like, mm-hmm. you have to go do this to get over there and do it. Because I, I don't, I, I, I would. I think what I'm talking about the difficulty spikes. There'd probably be no way to ever get there and not do it. But right. I don't. I feel like again, the game just doesn't tell you enough in in the annoying ways. You yeah, know, I, the game is a mystery, right? And you are unraveling it. And who can you trust and who can't you trust? And what's Jesse going to find and what's her backstory? That's story stuff, not gameplay exactly. stuff. Exactly. I know, I know, I know. Uh, gameplay stuff, I do want to call out a couple more things, uh, again, that I think goes back to my point. Uh, checkpoints, annoying. The, yeah, like, when annoying when you die, it doesn't start you from where you died. It starts you from the last control point you were at, which sounds fine, but it'll be that you fight multiple waves of enemies die on the third wave Ugh. and then you go back to that you start you there and like, the whole thing the over. stuff you collected or the moves you've made have been saved but not your progress against the enemies and so uh-huh. what sucked a lot well, in, at least save the materials and stuff though sure that's nice yeah but, but. I don't want to fight these fuckers again because they, they, <laughs> they, again now back to my point of this feels like a modern take on an older game is what? how does this game finish you finish it off right it's like let's let's go through three sections and just fucking throw enemies Everything at you. At you. Yeah. Here are all the enemies you've faced before and they mm. are back. Now granted, and I'm not going to spoil what's happening, I guess, but like, it's not the exact same, but it is just like, here's a million dudes to the point that I was like, all right, first time through, whatever, I got it, blah, blah, blah. And then I floated away and I fucked up the float and fell and died mm. and I was like, damn ah! Like I was like, oh, you fucking! And it was like, I was like, all right, let's go back and do it again. And I fucking did it. And I think I dashed to the you side scared all and of us. fell off the fucking side of the world. And I was like, I, I muted the game's music and I opened Spotify and I put on like Taylor Swift music. And I was yeah. like, let's just fucking that's when get you, this it, done. Yeah, that's when you put on like podcast stuff yeah. and just try to. Yeah. I had a similar thing with uh, Skyward Sword near the end as right? well. Right, and so it's like I got through it in the same section again as a callback to what I'm talking about. Right. Uh it's just wave. It's all these dudes, wave after wave, and it got to this one point that, that I cheesed it in a way that I really don't think I've cheesed a game 
since I don't even know Infamous on PS3 or something before, mm. but where I was like, some corner. I was work exactly. I was what? working my way. <laughs> they were on this up. Um, there was a ledge going up. I was on the flat plateau. There's the ledge that are up there. And I did it the first time and got really far. And then they brought in one of the big heavies and then a couple little guys and they got around me and killed me. And I was like, all right, let's try it this way. And so killed everybody on the flat one and then just ran up to the ledge and would stand there and like let them fire the shit into the ledge. They couldn't hit me because they're from behind the ledge. They're just firing <laughs> into the ground. Then I'd jog back, shoot them with the stuff, shoot them, run to the ledge, have yeah. them shoot. And it's like, wow, this isn't fun. Like yeah. this is mm. reminding me that this is a video game. And I think especially for a game where the combat I did enjoy so much, I do enjoy so much. I still want to go play, right? And that does things so fluidly, right? Like when I turned it on when you were at lunch, I think, and Nick walked by, he's like, oh, you're playing control? I'm like, yeah. And then like, as he was doing it, I, you know, I, I like ran to a ledge, jumped off, uh, started falling to where I needed to be, hovered, glided. Around, and it was like that moment, like, wow, that was so natural and so beautiful, just the way it played. and so silky smooth the way it went. That was like, that's a great moment as compared to this weird final, whatever you want to call it, boss waves of bat, you know, and it's just like, well, this mm. sucks. Why would I end on this? Like, and it's that thing of when's the last time I talk about it all the time of like the classic video game thing of like, man, the last impression we want to leave you with from our combat is something that is not our combat. And that's yeah. kind of how this feels, right? Where it's like, Uncharted this 4. isn't this game. Uncharted 4, get out of here. Bite your tongue. That Uncharted 1. So, un that sword fight at the end, definitely yeah, not. No, great yeah. point. Actually, that's yeah. a great point. Yeah, yeah, I guess I did say it there. So great point. But uh, it, is, it is a thing that I feel it, Uncharted 4 is enough of a modern game that you don't feel like That's that. Fair, yeah, the rest Whereas of the game this was feels, a game yeah. that like I enjoy. I do enjoy. I, I like it. I I, th I like it a lot. But like it is that thing of it strikes me a lot of how I, I think in a year I'm going to if you talk to me about this game, it's going to feel a lot to me like Quantum Break where I'm like, yeah, I really enjoyed Quantum Break. Don't remember a lot of you know I remember I was time traveling and the and the, the guy from Game of Thrones was there and I was Iceman Ice and we were shooting shit and like power I guess I'm gonna remember more specifics in terms of the powers because I think they're unique and cool and great to use mm. but like story wise like we leave in a place where it's just like okay like that's gonna answer a lot of my questions I guess on what's happening and why mm. we're doing this that's stuff. really disappointing because uh, like the big thing that um, I took away from it for playing the first hour was the weird story that they're setting up of why she's there, yeah. what she's investigating, and then how she kind of falls into uh, the director role and all this stuff. And just uh, like something I think like Tim, you'll appreciate is definitely the like the video editing almost that goes into like the weird cutscenes that transition into gameplay and the audio design that comes yeah. with it. It's like such a cool presentation. So yeah. it, it kind of sucks to hear that it ends on a flat note, but I'm still like, even and that's, it's the weird thing of it ends, but then it doesn't end. And I know that like, mm -hmm. it's a cop out, the yeah. credits rolled. Right. But then it was like, you get the scene of her talking like, all right, cool. This is what's happening now. And I'm, a, I, you know, we're, I got to do all this other stuff. And so it's like, I pick up the controller and even now the dialogue, feels like it's reflecting that and i know these are side missions i don't i mean i grant that they mm -hmm. could just be general enough that it doesn't feel but like i'm getting the impression of like okay cool like there's i want to keep playing there's more to go and i want mm -hmm. i do want to see how the quest line i'm starting i started today ends and all this different stuff any chance of platinum yet I, oh yeah totally it's more now the timing issue we were talking about before with all the games we have where it's like the platinum's not a hard ass it's just a time commitment and mm -hmm. so it's the uh, yeah if i i'm stuck on the thing of to, to this to back to the line of Am I just too dumb to get in this fucking room? Or is there, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to run through the side missions tonight. And does that open it up? And if so, mm -hmm. great. If not, I'm going to have to wait for somebody to put up a thing and tell me how to get over there and so on and so forth. So Control, overall, you give it the recommend? I, I give it a, yeah, I like Control. I like it a lot. 
I can't give it a blanket re- recommendation. It strikes me as something we've talked about before. Like, where did all the double A games go? Right? This is a double A game. Huh. This is one of those games that's right there in the thick of it, right? That I think you could, a lot of people will look past. I think if you come in with the expectations of, I'm going to play a weird ass 10 hour story, maybe more, and it might be for me, it might not be in terms of what they're doing or like the old school things or the map shit like mm-hmm. that. You're going to have a good time with it. I, I, I've had a great time with Control. I've enjoyed the gameplay. I'm excited to play more of it. I'm excited to lock, unlock more costumes and screw around with it. Mm-hmm. But it's not a blanket, holy shit, you have to play this game. And I guess that's what sucks the most is that I don't think this is a, holy shit, you have to play this. This mm-hmm. isn't a raging thumbs up, right? When mm-hmm. you were like, is it good or is it great? That's the question. Yeah. And I have to say probably it's good. It's not great. But I, then I, it's that thing of like trying to figure out in my head, why do I not think it's great? I don't have a great answer. I want to play more of it. I want to do this different stuff. And again, we've said it before, swimming in sevens. There's swimming no problem sevens, with that, baby, right? Like, there's a, a bunch of different stuff happening in this game that's really, really cool, but it's not going to speak to everybody. Mm. But as somebody who loves, like when people are always like, what do you like to play the most? I'm like third person action games, right? Like this game checks those boxes and has a good time and has a good story and is really pretty and does a lot of stuff right. Mm. It just doesn't, knock it out of the park which sucks so we're recording this the thursday before uh the embargo lifts on monday yeah where do you think it like uh fascinating other, question barry yeah yeah that's it, that's always the terrifying i've talked to nobody about it who's out been playing it for review right? right uh i don't know i really don't know i can see this game getting eights very easily mm. i can see it getting sixes very easily i think it's going to be a game that is going to speak to people in different ways yeah. and i don't know what that nets out on interesting yeah, I, I'm still super excited to play it. Duly, you know, I feel the caution, but I'm it's still I'm very excited to and play caution it. Caution isn't even what I want people to take away from this, right? Like I don't think this is a a game you're gonna hate. It's just like it's a game that's clunky in certain ways. Mm-hmm. It's and then on the other side though, it's clunky in very specific ways, and then it's beautiful and seamless in other ways. Mm-hmm. And so like to, that balancing act of like what will annoy you or push you away from it, I don't know. Right. For me, I love it when I'm running and I look up and I'm like, wait a second. And I hover up to this secret area and I break out the glass. That was the other thing too of like, it's not obviously every time, but there's those moments. I had one of those moments that I love in gaming where it's like, I walked to the door and it went like, you know, I was like two levels below the door. I was like, fuck. And I stepped back and I was like, wait, this isn't security glass. And I just went, the melee attack and busted the glass and walked in and got the collectible. I was like, that's that's dope. awesome. Hell that's yeah. awesome. You know what I mean? And like, there's those moments. And again, the way it ramps up, I really want to, and you won't get as much out of it or no, and I'm pointing to Tim cause I know he won't play or He doesn't plan on playing it. Like the thing where she's like, let's, let's do this. Like it's, it's something it's like, and again, do, does that pay off? Do those mm. moments at the end? Like it, it, Cause again, I enjoyed the whole ride up until there. It's just like, okay, cool, whatever. But that moment where I was grinning at ear to ear, I mean, like, this is fucking ridiculous and awesome. Okay. It seems like they cool. nail, the, nail the feeling of power. Um, and, and what I was going to say before was I feel like I'm going to walk away with a slightly different take on it. Um, what are you expecting from what I've said? You're going to not like it? I think, gonna... No, I think I'm going to like because I'm so into the idea of upgrading powers and playing in different ways mm-hmm. and having some v- variation there, which is why I asked the question I did before. Um, and I love a game that gives you the feeling of power. I definitely don't like being frustrated by checkpoints or wasting my time, though, yeah. and that'll be where the balance is at. Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's yeah. what it is. You nailed it. I'm, I've been rambling for however many minutes. But like that's the thing is. But see, now I know. You, just, you did a good job. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> it is, it's it. just the points where I felt like it was wasting my time that I think sour the experience, right? Mm. And I, but they don't sour it in a bad way because the more I've talked about, it, the more excited I've gotten to go <laughs> and play it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a great place to be in. 
Uh, Mainly though, shout out to the janitor, Ati. So good. Mm. <laughs> so no. fucking bizarre. So good. Yeah, I've only had one experience with him so far. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm really into the this character. Yeah, like uh, you're selling me more on the gameplay because the the little bit that I played, it is very like third person action gunplay where mm. it's like it. It feels fine. It doesn't feel like anything to write home about. It doesn't feel bad. Uh, but like the more you talk about like the weird astral plane abilities that yeah. you're able to upgrade and getting into that uh, gameplay, I'm really excited to get into. And, and that's the thing, you know, I was talking about where Nick watched and I was like, oh yeah, boom, when I flew into it. And it's just like, I, I hate using it because it sounds so corny, but like you literally go on a journey with her, right? Of her coming in and not, not even having a gun to, to begin with, then right. getting it and going and then to jump ahead 10 hours or 12 hours or whatever it is and be like, oh, fuck, uh, I'm, a, I'm a badass now and I can do all this cool yeah. shit. She feels it and there, she has a moment in that game where she talks about it. Yeah, they pull it off really well early on. It's like, but like her and you playing as her is like, all right, we're going on this journey and let's yeah. see like how we uh, roll with it. Yeah, the... The fur and even the the design of how the house changes is really really cool. Of just in the first five minutes, like you walk in, you kind of like loop around to find someone to talk to you because yeah, re- it, the building's on lockdown, so there's no one really in sight. And then you run into the janitor, and then you talk to him, and then you round the corner, and you're like, wait, I was here, but that's not where I came from. And like the constant like twists and turns that like it all makes helps with the vibe of like how weird and yeah. creepy and very there's a bunch of little visual these. stuff that changes as you go yeah. Yeah. yeah and cool. the, and that's the stuff that I'm like really digging but I also played that at like one in the morning the other night and yeah. I was like this is too spoopy for me right now I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna wait till Saturday Ooh. when I can uh, play this during the day in the safe hours yeah. <laughs> the safe hours a lot, there's a lot to like about control great well Barrett thank you very much for joining us for this segment turn into Andrea <laughs> so I've been continuing to play Astral Chain Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Game. Damn solid game. Many more hours into it now. Unlocked multiple legions. Got the ability to use my sword legion and the arrow legion. They play as you'd expect them to. The legions are the pets or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call them pets. Damn fun game. Really cool. <laughs> loving all the skills. Loving all the, the advancements we're making. It's starting to open up a bit more in terms of like being able to choose your missions and choose your the, the files that you go into. You go into each chapter. It's called a file. And then there's the main critical path that you can kind of go down but then there's also a ton of the the side things to do the investigations and all that and they're getting me every once in a while the earlier ones i was saying last week i didn't really like the investigation stuff it's starting to get a little bit more complex and a little bit less just oh stand over the thing and then you see a vision of what happened it's like a bit more involved of like having to collect a couple things to piece things together of memories and all that stuff but yeah it's a good game can't wait for, for more blue play. What's up, Greg Miller? Thank you, Greg Miller of funny.com. I have a question for you, Tim. <laughs> yes. uh, I, uh, I'm surprised you're in the, Stick with me. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you're playing more of this. You've been mm-hmm. extremely busy lately, right? Mm-hmm. You talked about it a little bit on Kind of Funny. You've been going through a bunch of stuff, uh-huh. a Kind of Funny podcast. Is this game, like it, it, Fire Emblem, you liked yes. a lot, but haven't played a lot more I mean, I fucking, of it? Right? I love Fire Emblem, but it's one of those things I just don't have the time to commit my brain to it. And I, and I so want to fall in love with those characters. And that's my question then. I so will get to Fire Emblem. Is Astral just like. So top level, this is fun, and I get it yep. that it's brain, not brainless. It's not brain dead. It, it, it's more like it. Uh, it. It's easier to. I don't really care about the story. It's linear. That's, that's the thing. It's it's linear, but it's actually opening up a bit. Like that's the the cool thing about it is that it. I'm starting to see the near automata influence in a lot of it. Things. But you don't have to there. worry about what choices you're making. No, I mean there's some there's RPG elements and there are some things that, but it's definitely not like th- th- there is a story, and I'm sure people are gonna like it. 
I just think it's dumb fun. Cool. And I enjoy it for cool. what it is and just being flashy colors and stuff. I just got the whiff. The W Hotel whiff. Yeah. I don't know. It just happened. Fran, you smell great. It's not an insult, but it does smell like the W Hotel, right? You love the W Hotel, too. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Bringing the dubs, dude. You gotta love We're it. What about Marriott Bonvoy points? <laughs> yeah. There you yes. Uh, love it. Hours-wise, I was curious, like... Mm -hmm. How, how far uh, in? How long see, do you I'm, think it will last? I, I, I think I'm on file four, and four. I'm like maybe maybe six, seven hours in, and it seems like I'm just getting started. Like knowing that how many other legions, which are the little animal things, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, are in in the game, like I gotta expect that there's I'm like not even halfway done. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there, there's a lot there, but it is kind of just you just keep going and it's fun. I like the pace at which it's advancing and like the different skills that you have. And I'm starting to feel like there's a lot more going on because uh, earlier it was a little weird to me that there was only one action button and then you would switch the, the weapons and it was just two different weapons you can switch between, uh -huh. um, whether it was a gun or a baton. But now you're getting more. So being able to switch between more than just two things, even though there's only one actual action button uh for the the shooting and stuff it it allows you to kind of you're you're constantly moving it's starting to feel a lot more like an old school platinum game um old school being bayonetta and sure like yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot and it's like it's not perfect like there there are just a lot of like weird things about it that i'm just like all right well didn't like how slow everything got right now like let's get back to the the fast-paced like action stuff, but um, when you pull off cool combos and like it's, it has a very similar system to Bayonetta with the witch time, where when you dodge, it kind of like slows everything down so you can come in and combo. This requires a bit more precision than that. The Bayonetta witch time, you kind of have a really big window to just kind of like mash the dodge button, and you can kind of just keep going slow. This you need to perfectly evade at the right time, and you dodge, and then it allows you to um, use your legion to wrap the people up in the. The astral chain, Greg, um, to stagger them. Then you can go in, and it's like really cool, stunning cinematics happen of you just fucking these people up, and it feels very rewarding uh, when you can pull that stuff off. So, yeah, nice. but yeah, I think it is just kind of like it's, it's just such a solid game from a gameplay perspective that like I want to just keep going and keep getting in. It's like I do not care at all about what they're talking about and mm -hmm. where the story's mm -hmm. going, but the characters are fun. It's like. What it's all building to, I have no idea, and it seems weird, but it's like everything they're saying is so over the top and so just cheesy and fun that I'm having a really great time with it. I'm interested to see when it's out. It's out in like eight days now, and I'm wow. interested to see when it's out in the hands yeah. of everybody of where, where it kind of falls. But I think people are going to dig it. Like I think that the people that know they're going to like this game are really going to enjoy it. I still want to try it. The more you talk about it, the more I still yeah, want to try it. It's cool. I just don't know if it's for you, Greg. Okay. My but fair. I think it's for a lot my of people fair. out there. Yeah. Yeah, I want to play it. Just a matter of time, mm -hmm. like so many games. Yeah, I had one final question on that. Was mm -hmm. like, as, when you say you want to play more, is it just like it's fun to play, or there's is an example of the next thing you're trying to get that's on your and mind? And that's that's the thing that's kind is of weird. Is like it is fun to play, but it's definitely not the like I can't wait for what's next. Mm -hmm. But whenever I'm playing it, constantly there's like I swear like every 15 minutes something bonkers happens. That's like. That was cool. Like, I want to see what the next one is, but it's not like I don't have a desire right now to gotcha. like find out what's happening next. But it's like I do want to play because it's like fun. eventful. That's yes. cool. Very eventful. Okay. Speaking of eventful, things that happen in forests and stuff. Um, Blair Witch, Greg. <laughs> wow, that was the transition you wanted there. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I went and played the Blair Witch game. 
No. I was very excited. I yeah, can't I wait know. to play that. Yeah? yeah. Well, you, so you like a good horror game? Yeah. I haven't played a, other than Resident Evil Two in a while, but yeah. I've been looking for one. I saw that trailer at E three, and I was like, "Ooh, this looks great." Sure. I'm very curious to hear about it. So yeah, I was talking about this earlier on Games Daily, right? One of the weirdest demos of my career, I think. Where before they when they they brought us in, you know, they had the little tent there and like little scary stuff. Ooh, little Ooh. scary stuff. Uh, and then the producers started talking about what the game was, you know, what the setup of the game is. Which of course, uh, like, uh, you're Ellis, you're looking for a scared nine year old boy. This is happening in 1996. You're in the Black Hill Forest. You have a dog named Bullet. German Shepherd, very cool. Yes, you can pet the dog. It's a big deal. We'll get to the Bullet because he's a he's a main gameplay mechanic in a little bit. But. Uh, they were like, you're going to play this uh, demo right here, and you're going to get, like, five chapters of the game. And I was like, oh, man, it's a meaty demo, right? And they were like, well, not exactly. Like, you know how when you play a game at E3 or when they come and show us something desk side, a lot of times it's that vertical slice. Here's everything that's happening. Here's, like, the section of the game we feel encapsulates what we're doing or what we're talking about right here. This being so close to launch, right, August 30th, right around the corner. Um they brought, rather than a vertical slice putting it all together, they brought like a sampler platter. Mm. So it was that I got, you know, the opening, uh, uh, you, you know, mo- uh, not montage, the opening cinematic ride of like the driving through the truck in my truck, pulling up to where this kid's lost, listening to the radio about it, getting to the woods, the cop cars are all there, me, uh, bullet, get out of the car. First person, if you haven't seen it, again, like 96, so no technology. Went to a police car, grabbed a radio. 96, no technology. People are hitting, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, the Morris phone existed back the then. stones together, making <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, but then we walked into the, we wa- explored around there, and it's like, okay, cool, this is a normal demo. I'm going to get going. And then we walked into the woods, and then it faded to black. And then it came out of black and put me in a different scenario. And I played a little bit there, and then it went to black and came out of black. And then it was, and it was like, oh, this is a sampler platter. Mm-hmm. Since there's no easy, digestible, here's what the game would look like if you played it for 45 minutes to let you, let show you everything. We're going to toss you around. Which? Which? Hey! hey yeah, I mean, uh, like which it. is fine for, hey, okay, cool, there's, this is some of the mechanics you're going to do in the game, what environments look like and all that jazz, but then doesn't give me at all a, a feel, a vibe of what it is, how it's like setting the tone and the scariness and all this stuff. I left the demo Stoked. I, I liked what I saw. I, I'm in the mood for a horror game, right? I'm already rocking the Halloween cup. I'm ready for some Halloween <laughs> yeah, stuff to get going here and get scared. Obviously, I'm excited for uh, Man of Medan, right? And all that jazz. Yeah, next week, man. I know, right? Right on the corner. Um, so I'm the target market for this. And from what I saw, I was interested. So again, let's get now into the actual demo part of it, right? Because they do some cool stuff here. Hold on. What is the game? You said it's first person. Yeah. It's first person flashlight combat. (laughs) They were very clear. Luigi's Mansion. They're like, listen, we know Alan Wake had a flashlight and you you weaken the enemies with it and then you shoot them. They're like, that's not what this game is. It's worth pointing out, right? This is the Bloober team. The people who made Layers of Fear, uh, Observer, they know psychological horror. They know know how to make a scary game. I like Layers of Fear number one a lot. Never got around to playing two yet. Um, It's the idea that you start off uh, with most Blair Witch stuff of entering the woods. Your goal is to find this missing kid, but of course... Suddenly you're lost and all hell starts breaking loose, right? Yeah. And so it's you and it's the dog Bullet. And the idea here is that Bullet is way less susceptible to the witch's shenanigans and curses, right? So like the first part, like I said, we're wandering around, exploring, opening up stuff. Like I'm just here to help out. The cops are already in the woods, I, I think. So I'm like, great. Grab the walkie-talkie, go into the woods. The next thing was, way later, we had already been walking in the woods, and then all hell starts breaking loose. And it's running, and there's like crazy shit happening, and things are atta- like falling over and attacking and scaring you. And then it was, here's the taste of what combat is in this game, right? Because, again, they don't want you to feel empowered. You're not Alan Wake. You're not going to weaken these things and shoot them. You're just trying to survive and get away. Mm-hmm. And so 
it's actually a really nifty combat system of I'm there and I all hell's breaking loose and like it was really you're, I'm on the, like the wooded path here and then it's all like the stick trees you know from yeah, Blair Witch yeah, yeah. and then in the trees are these like stick creatures that like I'm not getting a good look at and they'll run out and they'll hit me and the screen will start going red and if I get hit and if I die but Bullet the dog uh, le- less susceptible right he can actually see them as they move because I get lost when they're out of the peripheral or whatever on purpose the character does and so then he turns and he barks and when he starts locking in and barking at something I have to swing and turn my flashlight there as the thing rushes you know have the light on him long enough that he goes and like turns the smoke or runs away or dashes away or stuff like that so it's that idea in this one gameplay mechanic of combat on how to survive, how to get away from it. And then the next one was jumping me further ahead. It was another one we've come way deeper in now. It's a, you know, for a while there it was environment being, you know, where the cop cars are parked. Then it was a strictly running mission. Then it was this fight on the wooded trail. This one was opening up to a far larger, like it looked like a logging facility kind of thing mm-hmm. where there was like, you know, a derelict a logging thing over there. There was like some machinery over here. There was a split in the path. Which way do I want to go? And it was like, going along the creek bed I think and then I, I actually like my shitty phone I think it was like actually did ring and I was able to talk to my I guess wife or girlfriend I don't know with the relationship and try to talk to her a little bit about it and like talk about what I was seeing and all this crap and like set they were setting the stage of like you've seen a lot of shit you don't know what's real and fake anymore that kind of thing move on into it really creepy black not black and white but like gray environments it's like it's it's when you're in the woods like night coming up on like falls already happened you know what i mean and now it's like that thing where it's like you're getting into winter where the pretty colors aren't there it's just the skeleton like trees and like creepy stuff like that hmm. and then the next part was and i might be skipping one but the next part was uh being in the the witch's house right being in the actual house and so the other mechanic of the game is the camcorder and again they're like we know outlast has a camcorder yeah it's not the it's we're not doing the exact same thing as them like the idea with the camcorder is interesting number one it's well that was a huge part of the blair witch movie so right they yeah, would, exactly exactly they wouldn't be stealing that from i outlast. know but you, you know how it is you know how yeah. it is that they're just setting up the they're like not lying they're like we well, listen we know other horror games have fool around with this. In a world where people think Harry Potter stole something from the Lord of the Rings, right. I believe anything is possible on the internet. Sure, well, I mean, Lord of the Rings, bad movies, we all know that. Um, so, you had the camcorder. The first section was when we were around the logging facility, right? And it would be like the door is locked like in this one place, and so, but I, I feel like I need to get in there. I knew I need to. You explore around, you find a video cassette, and when you put put out the put the video cassette in there, right? It's like you know this guy's being chased. This stuff's happening, and what no, you find evidence. The, no, well, not even what you do with the tapes augments the reality in the world. So, like, stick with me. I'm watching the tape, right? And it was the guy running into the building I needed to go and slamming the door and locking it, right? So, if you rewind it and pause it when the door's open, you put down the camcorder and the door's open. Oh, And cool. so, you can go in that way. And then, like, the same thing when I got in there, there was another door I had to rewind or whatever it was to do it. And then So, the, you're in control of the of rewind, yep. pause, all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get to traverse the environment that way and get things you need out of that, which I think is a cool mechanic. Again, saw it in this one very specific instance. And the bit that you did, like, how obvious was the solution? Was it as easy as, like, oh, the door's open, door's closed? Or, like, do you think that there's going to be more uses of this that are more, like, It was pretty obvious. I, I mean, they, they, that's what they're pushing, right, is that it is a, a puzzly kind of game. It is more about, it's not about combat, right? It's about avoiding this and trying to survive mm-hmm. this thing. I think there's going to be more of them, but I don't know how... This one was like, oh, oh, right, the camcorder, and like I went around, found a tape, did it. But again, it's the first example they've shown me, so I don't know how much deeper it would be or how much crazier it would be. Uh, then it was going to the witch's house, right? And it's that thing uh, similar to the most recent Blair Witch ones, right? Where you can't look at her. If you look at her, she'll attack you or whatever. So it was the same thing of like 
I was using the camcorder for night vision, but staring at the ground. And I think that it's been a while now since I did the demo, but I think there was like a blood trail or some kind of weird thing on there that I could only see through the camcorder. But it was very much like I had to look down and not like look at her, look around the house in case she did see me. And this is where they had more of the jump scares of like coming through and something smashes through the window at you or like there's, you know, a door slamming behind you. And the vibe I got out of it totally is like, is it going to be a 10 out of 10? Probably not. I don't know. But it's also like, this is definitely a game I'm stoked for to sit down and play with all the lights off, right? After you put, you know, Jen goes to bed and I just sit there with Porty and play on the couch. Like, did they say anything about it being in the world of the movies? Yeah, they did. I mean, they're very clear that this isn't based on the movies in terms of like their story. They're not doing that kind of stuff. But I do believe it is in the same universe as the movies that have happened before. But even that, I'm so rusty now on uh, where yeah. we're at with you the Blair the, in the newest Blair which the original Blair which movies happened right mm-hmm. yeah I think it's the same deal then it's like yeah this is the world but you'd think it being in 96 you said it would be I mean I think Blair Witch was like ni- what, 99 or 2000 so, yeah, but yeah. it seems like it might be set around then if yeah, that's why else the '90s you know Other yeah than rock technology we had exactly that's how it was you know, <laughs> so, well, yeah, that's, that's the thing why you know why you know I, I growing up I loved fucking hearing about these Bigfoot stories Loch Ness stories now he's got a camera in their pocket guess what we don't have these stories anymore because they were never real you know what I mean oh Nessie poor Nessie but yeah uh, I'm stoked for it August 30th PC and Xbox it's on Xbox Game Pass so soon yeah real soon real real soon and no VR support for this right no speaking of VR though Westworld VR I went and saw Westworld Awakening as well which is out now I did not know this was a thing yeah well nobody did it was the thing that I got the embargoed hey do you want to come see a Westworld game it's VR I'm like yeah of course it's uh, Servios yeah Servios that's how I pronounce it okay uh Went downtown, went into the office there and did it. And it was like, not only did I get to play it for like, what, 30, 45 minutes or whatever. It was then I went and got to te- talk to one of the producers from HBO and then one of the guys working on the game. And it Damn. was it was the thing of like, cool, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, when's it out? They're like, oh, it's out like uh, next week or whatever. It was like, they're like shadow dropping it at Gamescom or whatever, where it was just going to be boom, done, out, VR, uh, Steam, Oculus, and Vive port. Not Oculus Quest, sadly, but hopefully eventually down the line. Why would they do that, though? Just got buried in the tidal wave of news coming out of Gamescom. <laughs> right, yeah. And they're, well, they're doing something interesting, too, where it's like it has like 400 uh, VR arcades or something or using it as well. I, I was reading the press release today. Yeah, something like that. Sorry, 400 VR arcades? So yeah. around the world, there exist wow. places where you can go and play VR experiences and VR games. If yeah. you don't own a VR system, you can go in there and do specific ones. Like, um, we were... too, I think. Gosh, we were... We, we walked by a Star Wars one recently. It might have been in the Glendale... In the Americana. Okay. Like it's You're like, talking about real world arcade. I thought like you were saying that location. in the Westworld VR game, you can go to arcades. Oh, and I was no. like, there's 400 games in My the apologies. game? What? No, no, no. Got it. Okay. Like, you're out in the real world, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. see an art, like a VR. Stonestown has some bullshit. Yeah. yeah, it's that kind of thing. So, I mean, they're, uh, they're doing something different with it, I think, in terms of how they're getting out, let alone, I agree that, like, I, I, I even having seen the demo of this, right, and was ready for it, I didn't see any announcement of it during Gamescom. I didn't see anybody yeah. talking about it during Gamescom. I saw no, I, I must not be on their list or whatever. I've gotten nothing about this, and I love Westworld. I would have been all over this. Okay. Nope. Wait, it Heard is nothing about out? it. Yeah, it's out right now. So 30 bucks. Right. And it's on which platforms? Uh, it's on Steam, Oculus, and then Viveport. Is it on Quest? No, that was Damn my it. that was my ask too. Yeah, you can't yeah, play yeah. it outside, Andrew. Oh. <laughs> nice try. You wish you could play it outside. You can't. I'm, I'm opening up the press release here for you, Timmy Tam. So, I can so much fun playing Beat Saber outside. Though yeah. you got the wind in your oh. face. Oh yeah, it feels real. Get a sweet like <laughs> VR tan line. 
Yeah. That'd be amazing. That's going to be the new Brand thing. Line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be live in more than 400 VR VR arcades worldwide. It's downloaded right now for 30 worldwide. bucks. Worldwide. I am a robot. Is that what you said? No, I'm I said worldwide. worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Uh, here's the, you hadn't robot. heard anything about it. Let me give you the actual boilerplate description that they Please gave. Please do. Set during the events of Westworld Season 2, Westworld Awakening is a narrative-driven, single-player, stealth exploration experience played... From the perspective of Kate, a host within the Mesa facility who has suddenly attained self-awareness and must undergo a journey of self-discovery to understand exactly what that means. To survive a dangerous underworld where, there, yeah, underworld, where no one and nothing is what it seems, you must take matters into your own hands and, using a QA, quality assurance tablet, manipulate the world around you. Okay. Mm. So, the stealth part now. She's trying to sneak out effectively. Because Westworld season two was just like all about the body count. It It was just like bodies, bodies, bodies. Everybody was dying every episode. It was gratuitous. You shouldn't watch it. I know you don't. Don't spoil it. Season three is not till later. I'm I'm savoring it. Okay. Well, I'm not going to tell you what happened. It's not surprising that there's like, like, I'm just messing. It's so much violence that it was like, to me, it ruined a lot of the actual storytelling. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I, wonder, I would really wonder if what you'll think about this game then. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, so I again, I went in, they didn't tell me anything other than a Westworld VR game, so I wasn't sure what I was getting into. So to get the headset on and get going, it was interesting to be in Kate's shoes of being a host. I thought it, you'd be somebody in Westworld, mm-hmm. right? I thought we'd be doing something on that effect, but you're not. And so it opens with me as Kate going to this creepy house. It kind of gives it gives like a gone home vibe of like there's like a storm rolling in. You're on the front porch and you need to figure out the puzzle of how to get in and where's the key. Yeah. You get in. You're there to sign some documents from a lawyer or whatever. But as you go in and you explore the house, which is creepy enough, you find the lawyer dead and you're like, oh, God, there's somebody else in the house. And that's when this stealth starts popping up, right? Of like, OK, I'm crouching down. I'm hiding. I have to peek over corners. I have to look around uh, for the you know murderer. Like who's walking around with a big knife? Sure enough, though, he catches you. He kills you. Uh you then wake up in, you know, uh, the Delos facility, right? You're sitting there. The people are there right in your face talking to you like or talking to each other while they manipulate you and talk about how the quest line isn't working and what they need to change and all the stuff you'd expect from the movies. Um, again, not knowing what I was going in for. I, it's always that thing. I'm like, oh, it's a Westworld. Like, it's a licensed VR thing. Is it going to be good? I was really impressed with facial animation. It's something they talked a lot about. They're like, we know what Westworld is, right? We know how to, we need to drive this home. And so they were like, we know we went through and did all the mocap you'd expect. And the performance are really good. And it was, you know, this woman uh, talking, staring at me and trying to fix me up and then talking to the guy over there. But like, it was the things you'd expect of her rolling her eyes, right? And a lot of nonverbal stuff to totally give off the fact that like they're on a, they're in a tense, weird place anyway, right? That she doesn't really respect him. And it was that, again, the power of what I think VR does so well of, it's on my face, so I can't look at my phone. I can't check Twitter while this cutscene's happening. I can't get distracted by anything else. So I'm there in the moment, like staring in her eyes, making eye contact, seeing how she plays out. <laughs> Anyways, you're then put back into the scene. This time it's a little bit different. You know, the house is set up a little bit different. There's a little, you, you find the body in a different spot. You need to hide a little bit longer. Uh, eventually, though, you you know, the killer has a bigger knife. That was a joke they said when they were setting you up. <laughs> and as he goes to kill you, two guests come in. They kill that guy, right? And then the guests start bitching about how, like, this quest sucks. Like, why did you make me come on this? Yada, yada, yada. We can have something. The, the guest now kills the host, you, Kate. And so, dead again. I'm assuming that you'd probably do this a couple different iterations or whatever, but then my demo jumped to me waking up backstage. You know what I mean? Back in uh, the Dalos facility. And it is right from the game, or the, the show, where I, as soon as I opened my eyes, it looked like, oh, I already looked like backstage. I knew, knew that, right? But this time, it does look like 
obviously as a fan, oh, it's happened. The the uprising has begun. Like the lights are swinging. There's bodies all over the floor. It, it's like going on. You're trying to piece together what's happening. There's hazards of electrical cords going. You've got to get around them and not get shocked. But eventually, yeah, you get on the phone or, uh, you know, the comms device with that woman who's fixing you up. She can't. She knows you. Kate's confused by that. Uh, but more impressive, and I know I just read it. I didn't expect it. You pick up that QA tablet from Westworld. And again, it's running just like you expect it to mm-hmm. and what it looks like in a show. And so it was really cool to be playing VR and like throw it open and use it to unlock doors. And eventually I'm messing with hosts and changing their personalities and you having them. Yeah, do you're all stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so I had a great time with it. I was surprised. I had really low expectations going in, I think. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know what I was getting into. And that's helpful yeah. on these kind of things. Because a lot of the licensed VR stuff has been mediocre at best. Right. And so this was cool. It seems like a cool Westworld story. I, you know, it's, it is more like puzzly in terms of what they're doing and they said stealth puzzly again early goings of it the puzzles were all not like not challenging not brain dead but it was very much like the tablet's doing all the work right of like oh this electrical box doesn't work but with it you can hit this and scan the floor and follow it back to the junction box and where's that thing that i need to put into the box and all this stuff and mm. but i was still engaged enough that i i left the demo being like is it on quest or like no i'm like fuck because i would want to play this i do want to play this and i hope they get it there eventually uh Sorry, four to six hours. They're saying five chapters. Yeah, okay. yeah. Performance is critical. No shooting. I, that was one of my questions. So eventually, do I pick up the gun? Do I go full Maeve and everything? They're like, no, no, you don't pick. It. There's no shooting. It's puzzles and movement and stuff like that. That was one of the weird choices I had in terms of. I, uh, you know, I, again, I still, I still want to play it. I still think they did a great job from what I played. The movement. It's not teleportation, and it's not like obviously. It, you know, I was playing on what? I guess I was playing on. Quest, the right? touch controllers yeah with the yeah, yeah exactly there's no like uh sticks or anything so it it, it was that i had to move my arms to uh, oh, to, to, move? to move it's like super uh, hot or uh, not super hot. Uh, is it oh uh, super more hot? like sprint vector sprint oh. vector remember that but that even sprint vector i didn't like it there and this uh, one i didn't like it either because it just broke my brain and i wasn't doing it correctly so a lot of times i was moonwalking I was like, God oh. damn it. No, hold on. Restart <laughs> and then go. Okay, fuck. And it was like when I was running from the guy or trying to be stealthy, it was kind of annoying to start moonwalking away from like, oh, fuck. This is what I want to know. Don't do it like this at all. criminal. But yeah, I thought it was cool. And I, I, I it's out right now, 30 bucks. You know what I mean? But I, I was uh, impressed with the demo. And I mean, I, I do want to see more. I hope they get it to Quest eventually or bring it to PlayStation VR. Nifty. Yeah. Or maybe I run into one of these 400 VR arcades around the world. Yes. Maybe. It's probably right at Stonestown. They're popping off. Speaking of pop, um, Andrea. Yeah. Gears Pop. God, he's on fire. Yeah. Here. So <laughs> Gears Pop was announced at E3 last year when they unveiled Gears 5. It's a thunderous applause. I was super excited. <laughs> I think it was split reaction. Some people were like, this is really cool. And then a lot of people were like, this looks stupid. <laughs> um, and so it was announced to release today. I saw Rod Ferguson tweeting about it. And so I was like, oh, I want to go download this. This looks like super cute. And um, so I've been playing. It's definitely a strategy game. What uh, what I like about it, first and foremost, of course, is the art style. It's a collaboration with Funko Pop. So all of the characters are in that style of that Funko Pop little doll with the gigantic head style. Um, and you, you see, you recognize some of the characters. <laughs> yeah, they all have dead eyes. You get to customize your little your little Funko Pop, though, which is cool. So you get to see, like, the little locusts. You got to be a little Dom, your little Kate, and Dom. all the little characters. Dom. Um, I haven't spent as much time with it as I'd like, um, and that's probably I mean, is it going to color. Ish or like so it's plans for, I no, mean, it's strategy. Is, so the okay. way that the versus mode works is um, it's you and an opponent, and you there's little cover 
across the field. So it looks like, you know, those oh, little concrete right. barriers. And when you deploy a character, they like run up and take cover just like in Gears, which is kind of cute. And then part of the strategy of playing the game is taking cover at specific times. And then there's mm. certain characters that are more tanky that don't need cover. You can deploy little swarms that will like break out into tiny little um uh, enemies that will attack. You have turrets at your base, not unlike in horde mode. There is a, ho- a, a co-op horde mode in the game as well. I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, there is a solo battle mode where you are given a challenge, like capture 50 pieces of cover in the mode or, or whatever the objective is for that specific wave. And I, there's definitely a lot to unpack here. My biggest gripe from the like hour or so that I've played of the game so far, because it literally just launched today, is that the microtransactions are just right there in your face at the very front. And that's disappointing Mm. because obviously a free-to-play game is going to have in-game transactions. I'm not surprised by that. I play a lot of mobile games. I'm okay with that. What I don't like is that I barely got my toes in the water before they're like, here's all the stuff that you can buy. And I'm like, so is ease, it, ease me into it, you know? Is it stuff you need to buy or is it all cosmetic or is it... It's Funko Pops. You don't need to, but you're going to end up It's hard to, to tell right mouth. now like how the monetization <laughs> works. I just haven't spent enough time with okay. it. Um, and that might be something to do with the, the, the onboarding process as well. But, you know, if you go to the store, they've got like the welcome bundle. So there's... You know, specific characters you can unlock. So there's coins and then there's crystals. And then there's a variety of packs of crystals you can buy. And then there's a variety of packs of coins that you can buy. So you buy the crystals with real world money and then the crystals buy you coin stacks. You can earn both in-game just by playing. Um, I don't know what the drop rates are for earning if it's like super slow, which I would guess. The thing that I th- found frustrating is you earn these packs, like most games, when you win, you earn like, like a chest, a box, like a little, of. yeah, a treasure chest of stuff, but I don't get to open it. It says it's going to take four hours and 19 minutes oh, for me to bake. open it, and it says, you, or I can pay crystals to open it now. Mm, now, I don't inherently have like a, a, a bias against these. I'm like, I feel like all of them have them. I've just accepted it. I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, don't accept it, Andrea, rail against it. And I'm just like, I can't be bothered to be Four mad about it. Is a lot, but though. like at the very start of the game, yeah, I feel like, like an hour it is, is a free game, fine. Though. 20 minutes is ideal. When you're yeah, just getting blitz, started, like you want to hook people on this game to get them to come back and want to spend, which is why I keep praising what Nimble did Nimblebit did with Lego Tower because they gave me so much stuff free up front. They got me hooked on the gameplay. I loved it and I had absolutely no problem contributing and buying the things that I wanted to buy in that game because they gave me so much for free up front that I wanted to keep playing. Here, it just like is right in your face at the get-go and it's like it's off-putting right away and it will be to a lot of players. And it's just like such a stumble on a game that could be potentially really fun. Mm -hmm. And clearly they put a lot of care into the art style with Funko and taking all of these really iconic images from the Gears universe, these characters, these enemies, like General Rom was one of the first people I faced off against and it's just like why you gotta like block me with all these microtransactions right from the get go it's kind of a bummer either make the game like $4.99 $9.99 whatever you want to charge and open stuff up and then add deeper level cosmetics further in or make this a little bit more user friendly for the first like two to five hour experience you know it's just just kind of like a want want moment for me and just for total clarity since it is a free game it sounded like you said ethically you're like well, whatever. It doesn't bother you. Is that accurate? Yeah. You said no, on the ethical side, that's not what bothers you. Correct. The design of it. 
Correct. Right. I've okay. never like I, pace. You're like people who watch the show and watch any kind of funny games content know that I don't inherently have a problem with microtransactions. It's just how they're implemented in specific games can be. M- up and down the like egregious scale, right? Like yeah. I talked about how I was very disappointed with how Dr. Mario implemented their microtransactions and then Kevin's like, just get good and you don't have to pay for anything. Um, <laughs> Sounds like Kevin. But, and I am of the mindset that like, it's okay to pay for stuff. I look like a game like Kingdom Rush, right? There's microtransactions in Kingdom Rush Vengeance, but you could have a, a f- super fun time playing that game, paying your four ninety nine to unlock the game and play the whole game and never buy anything and have a great I put time. Probably ten hours into that game and not a single cent besides yeah. Yeah. the an- yeah the entry front. price. And I think that's a really great way to do it to say, hey, we're going to add extra stuff on top of the base experience for the person that wants it to get like an extra hero or mm. or an extra cosmetic or to boost whatever. That's cool as long as it doesn't interfere with the base gameplay. And so far, this feels like Little I got hit with the timers right away. Mm. Even Candy Crush doesn't hit you with the timers that fast. Does it still hit you with ads? It used to, right? Candy Crush? Yeah, didn't it have ads in it? A long time ago? Um, when I watched it? Anyway, I maybe. maybe. I'm pretty sure. I that's haven't where seen. It did, I'm sure there are games that ago. exist that way that you can pay to make the ads go away. I haven't seen a game like that in a while yeah, because. That model died. Yeah, because a lot of players were just like, I don't want this. Yeah, you'd don't rather make spend like real money on game content than you would sit Correct. through some advertisement, I mean. Right. Ads. 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 Rad. 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 So Rad is a <laughs> game you that stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I talked a lot about at um, after Judges Week and E3. So this is a game uh, from Double Fine, uh, a great team over there. Um, they hooked me up with a code for this game. I've been playing it on PS4. It launched this week, I believe, on the 20th. PS4, Xbox One, and Steam. Yes. And it's a 3D action roguelike set in the post-apocalyptic world where humanity has faced Armageddon not once, but twice. What's cool about this game is it's got this really neat like cartoon 80s mm. aesthetic both in art style and in thematic so the music is very 80s the narration is this like yeah yeah Loading. it's like an art, art 80s arcade yes. game also what synth wave type yeah and there's also rock and you're collecting like cassettes you're collecting big old floppy, floppy very discs. neon yeah. and colorful exactly yeah, yeah. yeah so the whole idea is that you're part of this young generation in this post post-apocalyptic world that you have to go into the into the radiation filled area and you have to try to clean out the radiation to bring life back and as you walk around in the world you have like your bat and then you collect radiation as you clear enemies and clear areas and you as you walk, you like leave this trail mm-hmm. of like grass and flowers behind you, and it serves dual purpose. One, it shows you that you're like cleansing that area, but then you can, if you get lost in the level, you can see like where you've been before because you've left this grass trail wherever mm-hmm. you go. And then when you mutate by picking up X amount of rads, um, the mutations are all randomly generated, mm-hmm. as are the levels and where the enemies are placed. And I thought that was really neat because it makes each playthrough, because it's a roguelike, you're gonna die a lot, um, different because you'll mutate differently every time and then once you have uh, I think there's three base mutations and then once you have your base mutations they will like have like up to two or three additional mutations on top of that Um, so for example there's this little guy you can mutate onto your back that will shoot enemies behind you and then when you mutate it a second time it splits into two Mm. little guys and you can drop them as turrets and that's Mm. just like an example of one type of mutation but there's like Hundreds of mutations yeah, I, I, in the one game. In my play, one couple of my playthroughs, I had I got the giant snake head, so I mm-hmm. could from a distance like 
go up. No, not oh. uh, jump out and bite like a cobra strike. Oh, like I could sh- come and then come back, and then I also the same one had a uh, fireball hands or whatever, where I could then strafe and shoot fireballs. Yeah, the flower trail that you have when mm-hmm. you die and come back is are the flowers still there? No, because it's completely different yeah. setup. The only thing you keep um, is if you've unlocked upgrades, you keep those unlocks. But if you've picked up floppy disks and tapes along the way, and you die in the middle, and you haven't gone back to the base to bank them. All gone. Hmm. Roguelike, right? Yep. You die, everything's gone, you start over. And that's been the frustrating part because yep. I'm not a roguelike person. Wait, you don't keep anything? No. If you bank your stuff, there's like an ATM oh, thing you can bank if you your get to stuff. Because I was like, that's usually right. the progression. And once you get to a specific level, you can bank in the middle of certain levels, but you have to get, you have to upgrade. Hmm. To, it's like a platinum member, and I haven't yeah, quite figured yeah, out like yeah. how to increase my membership. But essentially, it's like once you have progressed to a certain point, you unlock privileges to bank your money that you pick up. But until then, it's like you know, nice. you know, live, die, repeat. Yeah, my, that's my thing with it. I, I've done. I think I played for like an hour forty-five when we first got codes, and I want to say that was three runs that I did. And I felt like I really like the moment-to-moment gameplay. I like the mutations. I like the baseball bat gameplay, right? Because you're just you know running around. It's, it starts off super simple, right? With like jump and attack, and then you start adding in the shoulder buttons for your mutations, and then you'll get like buffs and bonuses on top of that. Buffs I liked all that, but then dying and coming back, going back, and then coming back in and not feeling like I made any progress. Like right. you know, like Rogue Legacy. I always talk about it, how much I love Rogue Legacy, which is also why I love Moonlighter, right? Of like you go in there and you come out with your stuff, or you send like Rogue Legacy, you get money you know you come out you can spend it on upgrades come in stronger moonlighter granted in a similar way you can't die in there but you come out with the stuff when you ever you mm-hmm. want to coming out and making myself stronger when i go back in is what i love is those kind of is what i love in a, a roguelite yeah uh, right and so like when it's like a roguelike yeah yeah uh it's like then it's like all right cool i get it but i just don't feel like i'm making the progression in this that where i don't feel like i'm wasting time right like, i want to see changes i want to see progress and it's cool and the gameplay is great but it wasn't enough that, for that i was like i need to play this again now granted we're drowning in games right you now. weren't seeing enough progression just to be clear that yes oh okay and they do have accessibility options for people that you know like me are like hey i don't want to keep dying all the time so you can make the gameplay a little bit easier for yourself if you if you want that again it's completely optional yeah if you want to play the game as designed you absolutely can um but even with those in place i still felt like the game was pretty punishing and because so much of it is random right? you don't know which mutations you're going to get and if you're more of a melee player and you get a ranged mutation or if you're more of a ranged player and you get a melee mutation it can really affect that particular playthrough and you know there's really no saving in the middle mm-hmm. you know so it's it's kind of yeah. frustrating so um, interesting yeah if you guys remember or maybe you don't I actually produced their launch stream for them so oh, I, I didn't get that. to play it but I observed it uh, from behind the cameras and I got to talk to the developers one what I thought was interesting was on the setting side I don't know did you get to see it the actual individual settings yeah yeah I did I can the, try to pull up the menu here but, the, but the, the light note on it is it's really interesting is they actually let you set quite a bit of things it's not mm-hmm. just easy and normal they let you see underneath you know the hood a little bit and say well i forget how strong your bat is and other things like that i believe you can like tune which is kind of cool that you can tune it to your style the second thing that i don't think has been maybe it probably showed up in some interviews but i just happened to ask this question and um i was sort of like what's the difficulty how's it compared to things like hades because i like hades, hades from super great. giant yeah i love hades. which you know and hades is another great example right of when you come back and you die a lot of progression yeah, exactly yeah. you feel like you're you getting cool stronger stuff. yeah yeah 
What I thought was really interesting about Rad and supposedly some of the different approach in the game, and maybe this makes it, I don't know if it's casual is the right word, but they actually said in this it was designed that if you're good enough, and maybe the settings can help you with this, you can actually play it all the way through without dying. It's not designed, like some of these games, what they said is they noticed that, uh, you know, with roguelikes, it's designed to die. They said actually in here, well, sure, you can do that, but actually you can just keep playing if you're good enough. I thought that was interesting. I, I, but did you feel for, that? that was, I, I did. I, I mean, you, you and I had a private conversation. Mm-hmm. Or not even private, off camera, which <laughs> I consider private, I guess. Where you're like, oh yeah, I've been having a hard time with it, and I had the exact opposite, where I was playing so long, but it was that weekend where I had food poisoning, where I was just sitting on the couch playing, and I was like, well now I want to play something else, but I can't save mid level, and so I want, like, it's gonna close the thing, and like, what do I do? Like, I, I'm still mm-hmm. having, I'm having a great run, but I, I want to feel bounce. the progression as much. Well, no, I, I felt the progression in that level. Huh. You know what I mean? Of like, I have all these cool mutations, I have all these cool abilities, I have a health thing ready to go. Like, you know, you find the like banks of uh, uh, rads that you then eat, and like, you know, I was doing great, but it was just like, I want to go do something else, but I can't leave. But I'm you doing really well. You have to wait really to finish well. to yeah. save. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I played a little longer and I kept doing well. I was like, oh, just kill me. Because okay. I, I wanted to go back and see even what I got to keep. And I got mm. to keep nothing because I never banked anything. Mm. So what, what's the recommendation on this? You guys sound like, I'm not sure. This is a very much a, if you are into this style of gameplay, if you are a roguelike fan and you're like, I love the challenge. I want something to give me a difficulty that I can feel. You are, I think you're really going to like this. I think of that style of the 80s and like this neon cartoon vibe and you love Double Fine's mm. whimsical humor because it's sprinkled all throughout this game. It's a really, it's a game with a ton of personality. That's a good point. That's I think so that you'll really enjoy it. However, if you're, you know, a little put off by roguelikes and that style of gameplay is like, hey, that doesn't sound fun to me. Um, I would say if you're still interested, check out the accessibility options. I'll try to take a screenshot um, when I'm home next and I can see see them all in front of it um, to see if that's something you could do. But I mean, that's the trouble with roguelikes, right? Like they're designed to be punishing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was, I mean, when they did the launch stream, they spent, you know, a good 10 minutes just talking about the importance of accessibility. So I know there's a lot in there. Yeah, there um, is. Listen, Fran, we understand they paid you for this launch stream. Right? <laughs> Stop trying to come in here and sour our reviews. How does that better? I didn't play the game. I'm not necessarily recommending it. I was just saying. I, I didn't know it, you did that at all. Did you host yeah. it or did you just like behind the camera no, make sure I it worked? I just produced it for gotcha. um, Bandai Namco. So yeah. Yeah, I've done I've done a few things for them. So. <laughs> you hate how I say Bandai Namco, but I'm sorry. I'm never going to not say it correctly. It's fine. No, it's fine. Yeah. Icicle. I've never heard you. I've never heard I've you never say it. That's never why I looked at Tim because I, I, I know it. Tim loves nothing y'all, better than a good friend. Y'all like Bandai <laughs> Namco because they got a cool new game called Rad. Like I got to say, Bandai is that what you yeah. wanted to say? Bandai. All right. I didn't. I say mean, it again. Bandai. No. Say it your Bandai way. Namco. Bandai Namco. It's the more Japanese way of saying it. Bandai. I'm not saying that. I'm saying Bandai. Anyway. If you if you were trying to give you a transition to order a banana nut muffin, like how would you do that? Soon as it. Banana nut dough muffin. God, I love you. I, it's not the it whole never thing. gets old. Never gets I old. Forget what I would like is remnant from the ashes, Fran. I don't Ooh. even have a transition. Now, this is an interesting one because this one's caught fire. I, I'm very. I didn't know you'd played this yet. Ashes. Gunfire Games. Thank you. There we got a little go. fist bump happening. Uh, so, Gunfire Games, who you may or may not know, was born out of the ashes of mm-hmm. some old okay. digital go. games uh-huh. and THQ, the original THQ. We talk about THQ so much on the show and Games Daily. nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> they're, they're doing everything, THQ Nordic. Literally everything. Um, 
So actually, they developed, uh, the, the history goes back to, of course, original Darksiders, but Darksiders 3, they did develop. I think it's worth noting, it's not like Darksiders, but you can see some of that influence. They also did Chronos. Uh, um, I don't know, did anybody play Chronos VR? Mm-mm. I think it's mm-hmm. Oculus Yeah, exclusive. no, I really liked Chronos, because it was one of those games that had a fixed camera point, and you could like mm-hmm. hot, hot swap between where the camera yeah. was. So yeah, I didn't play that. RPG, but yeah. Point like of interest, person. this is part of that world. Remnant oh, from the Ashes. Interesting. And so if you played it, apparently, and I, I I didn't, my brother did, and he like got to an area, he's like, oh, this is from Kronos. So it's built around that world. In fact, the, there's these roots, and some of that's in Kronos. So anyway, what is Remnant from the Ashes? Yeah. I looked at it, and immediately you sort of start thinking, this is Dark Souls with guns. So you're not jumping around doing a bunch of stuff. You, got, uh, you start with like a sword or a melee weapon, and then you very quickly get like a pistol and a shotgun. There's a sniper. Uh, but you dodge, you know, you constantly are, you know, dodging so side to person. side. Uh, third person, yes, um, action RPG. It's a third person action RPG, not with a focus on being a looter shooter. So it's not about getting a drop of a gun and is this one better than the next one? It is about getting your gun, slotting it with mods, um, getting a better gun, finding guns in the world or weapons and upgrading your weapons by earning um really you get all this scrap in the world which is effectively coins you also Mm -hmm. get materials like iron and so what's really interesting for me i actually recently have been in a dauntless i think it's very much like a it's like dark souls light lighter it can be punishing mixed with a dauntless vibe because dauntless was very much about get this armor and it's got different armor set if you got a full armor set you get full perks i mean it's monster hunter as well in that respect Mm -hmm. so but that's how i would best describe it um you spend a lot of time dodging enemies and um, and really strategizing what your loadout is. And there's three different archetypes. Um, I forget what the, the three exacts are, but there's like a hunter and more of a melee focused one, which is what I chose, and the, the one that's like right in the middle. So I really like the game, I'll say that much. Um, the big thing though to note that I think is still a question is, is it you know predominantly meant to be played co-op or how does it feel single player? When mm-hmm. I played it single player, I was like, I like this, but I felt lonely. I felt, um, you know, general loneliness. It's just yeah. how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> the general malaise no, of being uh, alone. <laughs> but I, I just felt like, I don't know, there's a lot of enemies coming at me. This is kind of getting difficult. I'm constantly spinning around and I'm on mouse and keyboard too. I think if you're not on mouse and keyboard, you're gonna find spinning around in this game like pretty demanding if you're playing solo. Then uh, I was I went in I did some quick matchmaking took a little bit on PC but they're out there um, but then I got a crew together that actually came out of you know my chat on Twitch and I had a blast playing three player and it was just everything felt tuned right to me and I really just fell into the world and was like let's get some more scrap and when you get to the big bosses so if you saw there. They have this huge, you know, um, damage bar above them. It's a big difference versus these like small enemies, and that's when it turns Dark Souls on you. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, very yeah. suddenly it's punishing. You'll see the "You Are Dead" screen a lot. Um, you definitely can have buffs. Like, um, there's a lot of things that start to happen. You might get poisoned, so you better have your potion so you can get, you know, the poison off of you. You might start bleeding. You actually have to use bandages to stop your bleeding. It's like profuse bleeding when you start bleeding. Um, it also has the reset mechanic from Dark Souls when you go to the campfire, you know, and everything resets uh, the world around you. And so you get, they're called Dragon Hearts. If you look on screen, that LB in the bottom right, well, it was the Dragon Heart. So you start earning charges effectively of how often can you refill your health in full. 
So anyway, long story short, I think if you're a fan of those types of game, it's a, a, a lot of fun. And I mentioned that they developed Dark Darksiders 3 because you can feel the polish. I think it's Unreal. Oh, yeah. It runs well. I am on PC, so I can't speak to console. Yeah, IGN gave it an 8, uh, noticing as we watch the footage. So it seems like it's well-liked by a lot of people. Yeah, yeah I've seen, it seems like all of a sudden everyone's tweeting about it. I saw a whole bunch of people today being like, this is, gonna, uh, yeah. this is on my game and, of the year list now. Right? Wow. It and, looks a lot better than when you were first telling me about it. Exactly. So. I think the name and just the one of these, that, you know, you're like, what? wait, what is this? Like, I'm not sure. It's got one of those names. You're like, I don't know. And I think in your mind, you're like, it's another one of those PC games that has a dark gothic look that you slash and, and shoot stuff up. And it's like, you know, it runs okay. But no, mm-hmm. it's actually pretty polished. And again, from a team that has some notoriety. Uh, the other cool part about the game is that, as I understand it, because um, I read about this on on their site, so hopefully I get this right, that when you're playing each world, one mechanic you can do is you can always re-roll your world. Re-rolling the world apparently changes, I think, some of the bosses and things that are appearing for you, but you're in these stages, so you can re-roll that at any time you keep all your stuff like New Game Plus. But also, I think as you're within these worlds, you just might get a random boss that someone else doesn't. So the experience is different as you play through it between different instances and stuff. So it's got a lot of that replay value in that sense. What's the narrative like? Is there like a central story a happening? Like There is. There's actually a ton of lore in the game. Um, now, some of that is through character dialogue at the home base. But you, you basically have this Walking Dead kind of vibe where you show up at a camp. Um, I think, yeah, they, they rescued you as you were helping rescue someone else. And um, you get back to the camp and you're the new person. You can create your own character so you can choose uh, uh, whatever gender or type of person that you want. But anyway, as you get back to camp, you start talking to people and unraveling, like, what is going on here? And uh, actually, one of the guys sounds like Dave Fenoy. If you can Google, is Dave Fenoy, his name's uh, Reggie. This, this one of the NPC characters sounds like, but they actually have some pretty good voices. You talk to different characters and they start telling you stories of like, I lost my wife and I haven't seen her. And, and in fact, some things happen like, oh, you know, she had this ring and you'll find the ring in the world. You bring it back and that progresses actually that conversation. He'll actually, in that case, you get something for it. Oh, I didn't even mention you have traits on top of all this so you have weapon mods and weapons that you're upgrading with points, but actually you have this system, and it, this is your main leveling up system. You start with a few traits, like my health, um, my uh, how fast my stamina recharges, basic stuff. But then you start getting other interesting ones, how fast your mods might recharge, or you might get more experience, and you're putting... Ch- points as you earn your level ups into all these different traits. And um, so anyway, back to the Lord, there's a lot. There's computer terminals that have full, uh, just page after page of, of emails and system logs. There's also diaries laying around. There's a lot of story in there. I was quite surprised. Um, I'm not m- much of a lore guy, so I didn't read a ton of it. But um, the short of it is these roots, and I don't know the source of it, these magical root creatures have pretty much overtaken the world. It's an apocalypse, and you're in this Walking Dead-esque camp, and some people have pretty much given up hope. But now that you've arrived, and there's someone else there that also kind of was a badass, basically, and now there's now there's two, right? And then mm. there were three, and it sort of is that type of thing, and you're going to hopefully defeat these roots. So and it seems like there's a lot of hours in this game. Uh, I probably played for five or six, and I feel like I haven't scratched the sur- surface. Mm. Dave, that's Dave. That's Dave. Yeah, that's Dave. Right. Dave yeah. is right. <laughs> Good. So, I mean, I knew right away. I was like, "That's Fenoy." Um, yeah. But so Fenoy's in it. There's some other probably notable voices. It Nobody no, more notable than him. Right. Nobody more notable than Fenoy himself. So, so I have something fun planned. But mm. first, I want to tell you about our sponsors. 
What's up, guys? This episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast is brought to you by Movement. Let me ask you something. How much time do you spend in front of your digital screens? For me, I know I spend hours at a time looking at screens, whether it's the TV in front of me, the TV below this desk, or this screen right here. Uh, Between all of that stuff, you're going to need some help with your eyes. Andy has started using these Movement Everscroll blue light filtering glasses. You probably have seen him. He looks damn good. He's looking adorable. Uh, They're built to protect your eyes from blue light that's known to cause eye strain, discomfort, and Poor sleeping patterns. Maybe I need to get in on this. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, we can You can get some sounder sleep. You can get elevated mood. That's going to be a good thing. Uh, you can lower your stress hormones, improve focus and mental clarity, and sharpens vision. All good things, right, Kev? Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, they don't look like other computer glasses you see out there. They take movement's best-selling glasses frames and add blue light filtering lenses to them so you don't have to sacrifice style for functionality. You get in fashion you get in function all in one glasses. Uh, average people spend almost seven hours a day in front of a screen, and now you can look good doing it while taking care of your eyes. Movement's blue light glasses help us to change our habits so we can keep up with the changing technological world. Um, Ever scroll blue light filtering glasses start at just $65. Whether you're at the office scrolling, through your phone, or unwinding from a long day. Everscroll glasses have you covered. Uh, You can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash kinda. Shop movement Everscroll blue light filtering glasses. Protect your eyes and look like Andy. Look great doing it. Go to movement.com slash kinda. mvmt.com slash kinda. Join the movement. Speaking of Andy, shout out to Hims. Uh, summertime's here, and while you may be breaking out that baseball cap for a day at the beach or the ballpark, if you're wearing it to hide thinning hair, you may not have to anymore. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. Uh, forhims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness for men. It's everything you need in one place. Uh, these are well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by Kevin's favorite thing, science. Uh, there's no waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visits. You can save hours by going to forhims.com. Products are shipped directly to your door. It's very discreet. You don't need to worry about it at all. Uh, You guys can get a trial month of Hims for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. Uh, You can see website for full details and safety information. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash kinda. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash kinda. Forhims.com slash kinda. Now, here's the fun thing. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to write in your questions, comments, concerns, or game ideas for the kind of funny games cast, just like Mick Olmstead did. We're bringing back an oldie, but a goodie for this. Kev, can you please? It's no game or bullshit. It's no game or bullshit. So here's the deal. Oh, uh, Mick Olmsted writes in, says, long-time listener, recent Patreon subscriber. First of all, thanks for all of the hours of great content. One of my favorite segments was when Jared Petty, RIP, would do mobile game or bullshit. Uh, in celebration of Greg being a Pokemon master, That's I me. thought I'd put together <laughs> two games of mobile game or Pokemon. Don't know who will want to be the host or whatever. I'm going to host it. I won't be playing. They'll be playing. And uh, we'll do this. So we're going to have fun. There's two different games. We're going to do one of them today. Okay. You ready for this? Fast Miller. Yeah. Okay. 
Wait, so, right. what, so now it's going to be, is this a Pokemon or is this a Mulligan? So here's the deal. I'm going to name 11 different things. Okay. okay? Shit, all right. 11 different words. Is and there a daily double? you need to decide. No. Okay. You need to decide, is the thing that I name a Pokemon or a mobile game? Got it. Got it. Okay. 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 I did just want to mention that Gree came out for mobile, by the way. If you never played Gree, check it out on mobile. Okay. I figured to slide that in there. Slide it it's a really good game. It is a very good game. Oh! Gris. 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 I got it. All right, Gris. Cool. Sorry. Yeah. It means gray, I think. Number one. Scatterbug. Is Scatterbug a Pokemon or a mobile game? I'm going mobile game. Andrea says mobile game. Frank? Mobile game. I am saying Pokemon. Number two. Tora Cat. Tora Cat. Pokemon. Andrea says Pokemon. Frank? I was also going to say Pokemon. I'm saying mobile game. <laughs> I like this. Snake Bird. Just the opposite. <laughs> Snake Bird? Mm-hmm. Mobile Amazing. game. Andrea says mobile game. Fran? Likewise, mobile game. I am saying mobile game as well. No. Number four. Ancora. Ancora. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Fran? Gosh. Pokemon. I've definitely heard this. I I'm think saying I Pokemon this up. as well. Number five, Talion. Pokemon. Talion. I'm saying Pokemon. Yep, also saying Pokemon. Cheater. Number six. <sighs> Anything that sounds like a Pokemon, I'm going to say that. <laughs> Zacian. Can I get it spelled? Z-A. <laughs> Z-A-C-I-A-N. Zacian. Mobile game. Pokemon. Y'all crazy, exactly. Pokemon. Number seven, Polystar. That's a mobile game. Hmm, that's the first one that I'm like, maybe this one's a trick. Polystar. <laughs> Polystar. I'm saying Pokemon. Ooh. I haven't run into a Polystar. I'll tell you right now. I haven't run into any Polystars out there, but I don't, I I don't know. I am going to go with a mobile game on this one. I, I, Andrea and I have the same read on these. <laughs> it's just coincidence. Cheater. All, All right. right. Number eight, Vrexion. Spell it. V-I-R-E-X. I A N, Varexion. Can you use it in a sentence? No, don't. It'll give it away. <laughs> this yeah. Pokemon's name Varexion. <laughs> I'm gonna go mobile game. Yeah, I was also going mobile game. Yeah, I'm gonna do mobile game too. That's a tough one. If you don't one. believe That's me, you can one. have me go first. That's a tough and see one. If she chooses the same. Number nine. <laughs> yeah, you go first this time. Wooloo. Wooloo. W O O L O O. Wooloo. <laughs> mobile game. That definitely sounds like some Pokemon bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We flipped the script. We broke the, the curse has been broken. Nah, Wooloo's like a mobile game, mobile game where you throw like <laughs> balls at things and there's water. Fair. <laughs> and there's water. There's water. Uh, number 10, Lunatone. Wooloo. What is it? Lunatone. Lunatone. I'll start this time, and I'm going to say it Painted is a mobile my room game. Once. I'm also going mobile game. <laughs> Lunatone. It's very somber. Uh, I am going with a Pokemon. Did you catch them all? Catch a Lunatone. Number 11, the final one. Zigzagoon. Zigzag. Is that all one word, Tim? Yes. G-O-O-N? Z-I-G-Z-A-G-O-O-N. Zigzagoon. You said Pokemon? Zigzagoon, zigzagoon. Hey guys, I caught a zigzagoon. Can you believe it? 
Did you guys try zigzagging? It's on the store now. Oh, is it on Android? I'm working with this now. Did you try zigzagging? Yeah, that's a. Mm. Did you try zigzagging? I'm gonna go with Pokemon. That's a tough one. Uh, uh, that is it. a raccoon-looking motherfucker. Pokemon. There's a brand I've new seen Pokemon. That yeah, I didn't have, I didn't have to wait for that one. No, no, my dude, Zigzagoon's old school. I've caught some Zigzagoons yeah. in my day. Yeah, yeah. it is yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we got it. <laughs> all right, now let's give the answers. Thank you for this, Mick. By the way, great. Number one, <laughs> Scatterbug is a Pokemon. Goddamn right, I guess. Scatterbug is a Pokemon. Fuck. Okay. Number two, Toracat. Is a Pokemon. Yes. Damn. Number three. Oh, so uh, sorry. Right now, uh, I got Scatterbug right. Uh, they got it wrong. Yeah, Tora yeah, Cat, yeah. I got wrong. They got right. Mm-hmm. Number three. Uh huh. What? Can you read it? Snakebird. Mobile game. We all got that right. Everybody has two right now. Number four. Ancora. Mobile game. Damn it! We all got that wrong. All, I thought I got a press release to that too. That. I fucked that Number up. five. Talion. Mobile game. Really? Oh, we damn. Oh, man. I thought we all got Are you sure there's not a Talion Pokemon? <laughs> Number six. Tim Zacian. Zacian? Zacian? Pokemon. Shit. Yeah. Nice. All right. They got it right. Though. I got it wrong. So it's now Andrew three, and I tied, I think. two. Number seven. Is that the new legendary? I don't know. <laughs> Number seven. Uh, Poly, Poly Star? Poly Star. Mobile game. Fuck. Oh, good. See? They got it again. It's Polywag and Polywhirl. Four. Our Pokemon. Right yes. now, this, I have two. Fran and Andrea tied with four because Fran cheats. Number eight. Dude, Talion is, po- is, is a Pokemon. Uh-oh. In your face. Oh, we have a technicality, everybody. This is why we can't trust people who are doing that. That means we have to take Talion. You know what? It doesn't matter, though. No, like, we all said it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's neutral since we all said it. So the good news is... Mike, we, you're fucking me here. A, we, we could add a point on if we want. Kevin, you better start we watching should. the chat. People are going to be okay. freaking out that uh, whatever Pokemon has Mike gotten wrong. This is the problem with why we can't crowdsource this mobile is, gamer this bullshit. Is, this is a this big problem This is a sacred here. thing. This is a big this problem. Let me try to go to the Pokedex just sure, to be Italian? sure. Let yeah, me go to the Pokedex sure? to be sure. Thank you for checking because, yeah. T-A-L-I-O-N. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Just add a point, right? To everything. Three, five, five. So number six, then... We already did that. So it must be a nickname from a specific region. It's not showing up in the official Pokedex. Oh! All right. We're saying it. We're just yeah, sticking on, with this. Let's keep going. It's wrong. Two, four, four. We all have the same, same answer, thing, answer so anyway. Won't matter. So it's a, it's a moot but point. But the audience wants, demands to know. They do. They do. Um, and then what, what number are we on, Greg? Right now I'm on number eight. Vixian. Vixian. It's a mobile game. <laughs> we all said mobile game. Hoo-ah. Here's where number Andrew nine. and I. Five, five oh, is this where is the, right this now. the one. <laughs> number nine. Wooloo. The next two. Wulu. Yeah. Is a Pokemon. Yes! Shit. Dang it. Oh, a new, a new I knew Pokemon. that was some Pokemon bullshit. Andrea charges ahead now. Six but to France. The five next to one. Three. We chose different, so I could tie her again on this number one. Number ten. Yeah. What is it? Lunatone. Lunatone. Pokemon. Fran yes. got oh, it. we're tied. Let's we're go. tied. We need a tiebreaker. So yeah, that, that brings it to six uh, for tied. each of them. But then we all got this right. So there final scores then are four, wait. seven, seven. Wait, wait, what was Zigzagoon? Zigzagoon's a Pokemon. Pokemon. Oh, okay. But he's a raccoon-looking motherfucker. I, oh, yeah. he already revealed. Well, that. I got climbed out in the return to mobile gamer bullshit, and I don't like that. But so, now we need a tiebreaker. It's four, for seven, between seven. Fran and Andrea. He's. Hmm. Do you have a tiebreaker ready? I, I look, mean, look up weird ass yes. Pokemon names. Hold on, I, I, can do, I can <laughs> that, do that's one what more. I wait. I guess that's too easy. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, well, no, because then, he, well, no, because then it's just here's the thing. Well, I, I can do one more. I can yeah. do one more. Um, 
Don't look at the fucking computer, Fran. I see you're trying to cheat. I don't cheat. I'm not a cheater. All right. L- Lanota. Spell it, please. L A N O T A. Lanota. Lanota. Yo, guys, I just caught Lenota. Can you believe it? <laughs> hey, you guys should really try Lenota out. It's pretty cool. It sounds like a game. Try Lenota. I lost the badly some list of Lenota. I'm going with Pokemon. Okay. I want to go with Pokemon too, though. Well, don't. Yeah, don't. Don't. I mean, you you don't regret it though. I don't want to hear any. Well, I just chose different because I yeah, wanted to make point. it. Yeah. She wanted. You're, you're, you want Pokemon. Well, that's the, it's your yeah, okay, Pokemon. It sounds like wrong. a Pokemon. You're both wrong. It's a mobile game. <laughs> what kind so of mobile we'll game? So we'll do another one then. All right. We'll do you another one. You answer first this time. Okay. We're going to go back and sure. forth here until we get it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Crowdsourcing from Barrett Court. Okay, okay. Nexomon. Nexomon? That's a mobile game. N E X O M O N. One word? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say mobile game too. It's unfortunate. Yeah, Great think alike. Game. That was good. That, that <laughs> would have gotten Nick Scarpino so hard. Happens. Here's what happens. I, it's unprecedented. I know. Dip into his second one. That's what I've been doing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, how do you have? Well, the he just on? had a good one with Nexomon. Oh. But yeah, yeah. No. Okay, I'm gonna do one more from here. We're then. gonna have to play rock paper scissors at this rate because Andrew and I are probably gonna agree on a lot based on the way this well, went. Well, you would stop cheating. You know? Okay, okay, we okay. Eighty percent of the choices. It's just it's Zombiddle. Ooh, Zombiddle. Z o m b i d l e. Zombiddle? Zombiddle. That's a mobile game. That's definitely a Pokemon. There we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Primary Bell is the winner. Damn it! I'll tell you why. It sounded like a Pokemon. I'm like, there's no zombie Pokemon. Yes, there there are. Yes, there there definitely are. It's good that I thought that. So there we go. Wait a minute. So this Italian Pokemon thing... Yeah. But we, I'm really confused. Yeah, why does it show up in some places? It's got a picture and everything. It did, but I can't find it on uh I can't find it on the Pokedex. So hold on. I think that this is somebody's original creation. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Open a Pokemon weird. Go, it'll have the answer for Yeah, me. if it's not in the Pokedex, then it's not. Yeah, if you canon, if you right? Google Tally on Pokemon, there's only one image of him. Mm-hmm. That's some drawn okay. bullshit. By the way, is it the end of our content gaming discussion stuff on the show? Yes. Yeah, thought so. I was just going to say, I played more Rebel Galaxy. wanted to throw it again. I really am still digging it. Check it out. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of grind in that game. Rebel, Rebel Galaxy, Galaxy Outlaw. Outlaw. Not a Pokemon. Not a Pokemon. Really fun. Not Gonna be a great, a I think, either. Switch game if it runs well, like I said. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the Kind of Funny Gamescast this week. Thank you very much, Mick, for the return of Mobile Gamer Bullshit. We'll be back again, probably. If you guys have good <laughs> ideas, please go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Give us more mobile game or bullshit answers. God, there's a lot of weird name mobile games. They're just out there. They yep. know what they're doing. Over 300,000, Tim. Yeah, man, and more to Jeez. see. We gotta get um, Master. the old Destiny. Apple crew to come in and play this game. Yeah. Uh, Boza, mm-hmm. Matt Caspicina, or Craig, or Charles. See, that would be a fun anything. one. Because they're supposed to be the experts. Yeah. In mobile games? Mm-hmm. In bullshit. We'll Actually, Craig see. Harris would be the best because he knows both worlds. Yeah. That would be an amazing guest is Craig Harris. We're going to do the post show for Patreon people. Um, if you are a Patreon person, just remember to go back and watch this episode, the public version, on Monday because there's going to be a much longer thing that's in the beginning <laughs> that we can't talk about. A review. An embargo review. Yeah. Big content. Embargo. In review. One right. Love you. Post show time. Death Stranding.